I'm Dustin Zahn, and this is Trainwrecks. On today's episode, we got a French producer named Quelza joining us. Uh, I'll try to keep this one short because the interview goes long as hell. We go in hard and deep on it. Uh, he's a guy that started, I started noticing him around the pandemic time, and his sound has always been kind of real deep in this sort of sound design, experimentalism type vein, but still dancey. In fact, let's play a drinking game today. Every time you hear the term sound design or experimentalism, take a drink. Let me know how far you lasted in the podcast. Anyway, getting back to it. He's released on KSR, Hayes, Palanoia, Mord, 47, and actually most recently, his what I believe is the album has come out on Mord. Uh, can I pronounce this thing? I'm not even going to try, but uh came out right at the tail end of last year, so check it out. Uh, yeah, really good talk with him. I mean, he goes deep, and the nice thing is, is it's like he is part of the new generation, and a lot of people like to dog on the newer generation for not having strong opinions or or having deep thought. But as you can see with him, like he clearly gets it. He sees a way forward for the future, and he sees where people are kind of stumbling and they shouldn't be. Uh, let me know what you think. Have a good one. So the world's going to shit real quickly, right? And you're sitting around thinking like, you know, if I had a few less brain cells, I could probably just accept this a whole lot more easily, but I'm just super smart. I have all these brain cells and I don't know what to do about it. Let us help you destroy them. July 26th to July 28th, the great beyond. It's the fourth edition. It's a little house and techno camp out that we're putting on. Uh, if you like people like Rod Hod, Sandrin, Wade Garashi, Lindsey Herbert, Alton Boss, BMG, and more, then this might be the place for you. We got Baby Goats. We got three stages of music that runs all weekend long. We have uh, food and medics and all the other shit that comes with these kind of parties. We have a free shuttle. We have free parking. We have free camping. And if you're flying in, we got a little airport bus for a little bit more that will pick you up on Friday and bring you back to the airport on Monday. If any of that sounds like a good time, which it will be, Go to greatbeyond.us to score tickets and find out more info. For those of you who can't make it to the Great Beyond but are making it to Detroit, don't forget we have our Metaphysica party happening on Friday, May 24th at Leland City Club. Uh, yeah, we're teaming up with Blank Code. You know, they're the boys that do the Sunday night uh, shindig with Observe, a lot of beaten techno. Uh, on our edition, we get a little bit more vibey and psychedelic. We meet somewhere in the middle. We got a killer lineup coming up. You know, just a few names to mention. We got like Mary Yuzovskaya. We got Orby. We got Renee Wise. Uh, you know, just tons of acts to check out. So if that's something you're interested in and you got nothing going on Friday night in Detroit, make it an effort to come out. Uh, tickets are available now at Resident Advisor. And uh, they're, they're going pretty quickly. I don't, you know, it's a big venue. I don't think you got to worry about it selling out. But the shit does get more expensive. So be quick. Have a good one. All right, man. Welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, Pleasure want, to be here. Yeah. One of the uh, things I want to get out of the way is some due diligence. You want to explain the name, Quelza? So, yeah. So, it's, it came from Quetzalcoatl. So, it's from uh, Guatemala and from the Aztec uh, religion, which is used to be the devil snake. But it has a very positive purpose and necessary in life, you know. And the Aztec have uh, this... Um, this um, this structure that there is no bad or wrong, but everything is part of a chaos. 
and there is no no good to have purpose if the wrong don't exist. Okay, so uh, it's just like it's everything is. This is just the way it is. Like that's a fact. Of life. Exactly. You take exactly. It all. Yeah, I'm, I'm very obsessed by the concept of balance spiritually. You know, like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not a religious person, but I'm very spiritual, mm -hmm. and uh, I believe uh, a lot on the good and uh, the good and evil but mm -hmm. more in a sense of uh, structure for life and energy you know they're all a necessity of sorts. exactly yeah. and why quasi because uh, i had to reduce quasi-quat uh, because it was pretty hard to pronounce so fair enough <laughs> do you get a lot of weird pronunciations already when you go elsewhere about the name yeah no a lot of time people think i'm spanish well yeah I mean, <laughs> makes sense, which but. makes sense but recently like for a fun story uh, a friend of mine from guatemala asked me if it was because of the Quetzalcoatl, I say yes, and he told me, "What is your, um, what is your Maya sign?" I'm like, I don't know. I never checked. So he checked on my day um, of birth, so the 16th September, and from the my year, and it was actually the Quetzalcoatl without me knowing. Really? So it was kind of uh, funny. That's kind of crazy coincidence, you know. But yeah, totally. So with that out of the way, let's just do a little quick historical catch up, yeah. like. You know, how did you land on techno? What got you there? Yeah, so I was, um, I grew up in the suburbs of Paris and uh, the suburbs of Paris is a quite uh, poor and tough place to grow up with, but not necessarily bad. But um, so uh, you have all this multicultural aspect of like uh, people from uh, North America, uh, North Africa, sorry, and um, also Turkish people, people from Asia, a mix of a lot of culture. But everything has something in common. Like we all very poor, <laughs> you know. So I grew up in this thing of like being outside a lot by myself with my friends. But there is one thing that I never felt quite comfortable with in those areas. It's like this um, more extreme religious aspect. Like and 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 I grew up with a family which was religious, but teach me to be open with everything. So basically, we cannot force you to have faith. So you have to decide if you. Want to practice or not? So my uh, already my parents grew me up with a very open mind and see and just go out and see the world. So that's when I started when I was, I think, 14, 15 to to take more to, to go more inside um, Paris itself, which is a world a different world. And I started experiencing like the night with a fake ID, you know. And I, I initially I was uh, going to also to this um, uh, free party scene, so more hardcore. So. Um, the name I have in mind was more like the heretic system, the most famous one, which was basically the French spiral tribe, if I can uh, okay. compare, you know. And uh, so you will just go meet people um, in a in a place um, in Paris, and everybody would take a trunk, and we will go to the countryside, and there was just a sun system for three days and nothing else. So that's where I had the first encounter with more the community aspect of music and uh, and the sun system itself. And slowly and slowly, like I start hearing about this club called Concrete in Paris. So oh, yeah. I'm, sure, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you know. And uh, so that was the very beginning. So I think we were in 2011 or 12. They just had started like one year ago. And so everybody was thinking, yeah, this is boat um, doing party on Sunday, which was crazy at that time uh, in Paris because Paris was dead for 10 years yep. when it comes to electronic music. And then, yeah, they do this party uh, on the boat uh, with this crazy sound system and everybody just hang out there. So one day I, I, I just... Going there, got declined instantly by the bouncer. But I was like so convinced that I will get in that I just restarted going back and back every hour for four hours until a point the bouncer is like, dude, you're not getting in. And then I just look at him and I'm like, man, you don't understand. Like, I'm the one that cares the most about the music of your entire club. And he just laughed kind of and just 
just okay, just get awesome. in, you know, and, and, and just move, you know. And uh, and yeah, that was uh, quite a shock for me because uh, I think at the time, the day I came in was Rodat playing. And uh, I don't know, I arrived in this boat, so it was not yet two level, one outside area and one downstairs. So I went downstairs and uh, and then I started hearing, yeah, proper techno for the first time, you know. And But the situation was quite weird because you are in broad daylight and you just see people, I don't know, People dressed like they are coming out of a bank. Some people from the countryside, uh, from the countryside, from the suburbs. Everybody together. Two guys kissing each other. Two ladies kissing each other. And everybody just living in harmony, you know. And for me, that was quite without necessarily paying attention to the music itself. It's more the the space that I was like, what is this space? What is, well, it feels very right, you know. And and growing up in a in a place where you have a sense of community, but less open minded and different. That was quite a shock for me. And that's what attracted me later on to to be part of this community and, and, and then the music. But for me, like, um, if we go into the aspect of techno, it's never have been about the style of music itself. Like for me, techno is more, at least it has been to me, like a, like, yeah, like a community space and, and, and a kind of social lesson experience, you know, like about positivity and we all together. And music is part of that, but the space and the people are also at the same level, you know? And, totally and that was the beginning of the end for me <laughs> <laughs> well so you know you mentioned that you were going to these parties out in the, the countryside or whatever yeah. and you finally got into concrete and rod hod was playing yeah you said that was your first introduction to techno was that like legitimately your first introduction to it or like just hearing a proper dj do it i think it was literally my first uh, my first time even hearing that type of techno because it's I, not a bad I, first time no 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 but also because um when I was very young, like my idea of techno was maybe for friends was a Laurent Garnier I heard about, about him and maybe Daft Punk in the early day. But also at Daft Punk, I would associate them, when I was checking Daft Punk for the first time, I would associate Thomas uh, Bonklackner early work, which was also close to hardcore. Roulet and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Even, even before he started experimenting with this typical French touch yeah. sound, you know, and they, they all had kind of a background with hardcore somehow. Totally. And, and, and you would see people like Manu Le Malin, like, uh, uh, yeah. but they would hang out all together. Laurent Garnier was doing his thing at Rex Club, and 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 the hardcore scene was more. There was no no musician figure of it. There was more collective and a sound system. And I grew up with my dad um, teaching me more about the dub sound system as well. So I associated the uh, hardcore culture more with dub and not electronic music somehow because I was like, oh, this is this is like a dub sound system, just totally. with, uh, very fast music <laughs> and. Uh, and but there was this aspect of like no musical element, just the bass become part of a physical and experimenting experience. And, uh, and that, yeah, that was my first introduction. And when I come to techno, I, I found I found this musical. Um, um, how can I say this? I, I found this musical aspect. Meanwhile, still finding this atonal uh, version of music, you know, which is totally which, without words, which is something that attracted me a lot. And, uh, and I don't know, it just touched me like that. And then I was like, what is this, you know? And But I found out the culture before understanding even the style of it, you know? So I would be attracted by what it brings, you know? I mean, I, th I think there's something to be said for that because a lot of people are, they're not really attracted. Well, they like, they say they like the culture, but really I think what they like, especially if they want to become DJs, they like the validation that they can get from it because they, they like the music, but do they love the music? I don't know. Do they really love the community? Hard to say. I don't want to judge, but the no, fact but that I, you say I I really love this shit before you even started playing records or yeah, whatever yeah, is big, but, you know. But, 
I have a hot take on this actually, but it's, um, uh, because I, I told and talked about this a lot, you know, and and it's not judgment or anything, but I found out that you have a lot of people nowadays. I don't think it's a bad thing, but a lot of people discover this scene at a time where it just explode the last since the, the last, pandemic. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Especially the, like the last five years, there was an ascension, but since pandemic hit, like it just exploded, you know. And I think the fact is, a lot of people had time to listen to music at home. And so social media has been a huge part of this as well. And I found out that nowadays a lot of people come within the music industry and not only techno, but the music industry with the wrong intention, which is like attention thing, money, uh, money aspect. <coughs> Excuse me. And, um, and I always say that, yeah, there's two types of artists and this is our take. I think there is some people that want to become a DJ or, or a producer. So they will study it. They will study very hardly. They can be hard worker and, and can be also talented, you know, but like they, they will study it very hard. But then there is this other type of people um, which are almost the, the imperfect one, but that's where I found the the greatness in them. You know, it's the people that have to. And uh, and most of the time when I speak to those people, you know, they they are less, but I think it's great that it's a rare thing to, to find people like that. Like uh, um, they are attracted by by the need of creating something totally. or, 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 or attracted by the, by the community space. And I think that this have a huge influence on, on the way they behave when success, for example, for one of some of them start having it, you know, because if you ego driven and if you are, if you have a lack of, um, I don't know, if, if you have a lack of self-esteem, let's say, and, and this is why you wanted to become successful, then your, your way of behaving with it will be more selfish, I think, than, totally. than, than other people, you know? I mean, I, I actually have it written down that I, I kind of want to go pretty deep into that, and yep. I think we can get to that shortly here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I agree with you completely and got plenty to say on that. Before we get to that point, though, um, I just, you know, and before I forget, like, so what what was it about techno where you decided, like, okay, this is where I'm going to focus my time on for writing music right now? So it it, it started, uh, it took me, uh, I think, one year before really deciding to... To, uh, to to yeah, I'm gonna create techno, but uh, so I would start going out, going out and learning about techno and digging a lot, like uh, digging a lot, and, and, I, and I could know right away that there was like there's something in this music that that touched me, like really touched me. And um, there is one artist at the time in concrete which has a very important influence on me was um, Antigone, like so very mm -hmm. uh, very early day, like uh, he was just taken resident there, and. Uh, yeah, and, and and his way of doing techno. So I'm thinking of some of his earliest uh, release on Token and and, and and such such as um, had a, had this very um, musical. Um, how can you say Vulner vulnerability? Totally. Does it make sense? Well, and I'm I'm gonna get what you're saying, but like I guess it, for me, it just it had this. Uh, it was fully fleshed out. Like it had this emotion to it, this feeling and whatnot. Exactly, and 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 this really kind of was an open-minded that uh, a music that can be physically tough, you know, and and, uh, and intense can have also the same effect intensively and emotionally with uh, with more kindness into it. And and uh, and, I, and I was already really attracted by music for movie, classical uh, stuff, and, and music in general. And finding it in techno, I was like, oh, wow, that's quite a, a, a particular mix. And that's the moment where I really decided that I was like, oh, it's, it's, like there is a story behind there, and like, I, and I have my own story. And and for me, why I wanted to do music is it was more um, 
was not to be not to become a producer. Or, it's not even techno that made me start music. It's more the, I had a need of saying something that I was not mature enough to say with words, let's say, or painting or or or, or, yeah. or writing. And music have been my first uh, uh, moments. I found a moment for me where I, where I would be alone, where I would just do my thing without knowing even the rules and just create noise, you know. And and somehow along the year it become my uh, like my expression canvas, you know. Totally. Yeah. So. I mean, I try to avoid the term classically trained because there's a lot of debate yeah. over what that actually means. Uh, I mean, I guess in the end, really not much. But would you say, like, are you a trained musician? Like, did you no. actually learn? No, not no, at all? No, no, no. And okay. I'm very, I'm very, uh, and I'm hot tech again, but I'm saying to any producer out there that want to start, just, just there. Just go <laughs> just for it. Just there. Because what I learned about not knowing anything is actually what, uh, what, what I feel so so proud of now is because I have no conventional rules whatsoever. I don't say it's wrong, but I know some people from the Philharmonic and stuff like that, they told me that one of the things they regret with a huge um, academic learning, is it, it, it sets you a bunch of uh, almost religious structure, rules and structure yeah. and, and, and you get quantified. And that's why, for example, like you can find it like even in jazz, you know, like some jazz, some of the greatest jazz musicians, like we're on the street. Like or just doing it, yeah, totally. Uh, like, and, and and that's why emotion came out of them, you know. And 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 me, that was more like a, I had no idea how to use a compressor. I had no idea about mix on. And every time I was trying to watch, a, you, I'm gonna be honest. I was watching this. I'm like, this is boring. Like 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 like, like all those. Uh, I like the nerdish stuff, but like sometimes I felt that people were trying to explain stuff so complicated just to be. To, to look complicated it's a lot know? man yeah. and, 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 uh, and I learned that uh, there's a lot of people like that that just want to seem very intelligent in music but, but it was too academical so I, I would not understand it so I was just like to music in a very drastic way but um, yeah I just never stopped and and and, uh, and I developed this way of like kind of hacking uh, uh, instrument and use instruments that are absolutely not made to be creative to just push them to the extreme and and uh, and just record everything weird coming out of this, you know? And, totally. And uh, for a long time, I, I thought that it was a mistake for me that I lost time, but once I understood what I was trying to do and once I found a confidence in this chaos, I realized that no, it, it's actually it's, it's actually very great that I learned to, to use all this instrument because then I will meet other, um, other musicians and, and their way of working will be very, they will apply rules without even knowing why. And, and I was like, but why you do this? I was like, oh yeah, because you shouldn't, uh, I don't know, you shouldn't uh, put too much bass and stuff like that. But yeah, but, but I was like, do you understand why? And, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and a lot of people don't. Like they just apply rules that they heard from generation and generation. But I'm like, yeah, but the people from that generation, like before then there was no one. So like they just had to do it. And that's why I, I often hear even people, you know, like uh, saying like music was better in the past. I don't think it was, but it was more honest. And 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 raw, hmm. raw at least I would say. Honest raw. maybe is not the wrong is the wrong word, but instinctive. Yeah, I mean, like I I think you're onto something, and I think definitely it's interesting because there's like the Dunning Kruger effect, like what you know or don't know about a topic, you yeah. know, like you grossly misunderstand it or underestimate it. Um, you know, for example, if you talk to i've talked to some of the massing engineers here in berlin and yep. like they're really good but they're still like go by this old school you should never drive the meter into the red when you're recording or whatever and all these like things you know have this at minus six db all this technical stuff you're like yeah i guess that's true but then i'm like listen guys 
you're mastering records at you know Chicago Records where they didn't know what they were doing. It was the reason they sound cool is because they were distorted. You're redoing Misfits uh, covers. That's all distorted. Like this, this science is unnecessary at this point. You know yeah, what I yeah. mean? Yeah, and, and I think it's a dangerous take to take to to push science and uh, and uh, especially for music, you know, and and um. um and, and and I get that I think especially especially for extreme music we have a lot of issue as producer between the mastering engineer because uh, they have a hot take on the technical part but we have the creative taste you know and 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 I think like instead of like always saying like you should never record in red and so but even on DJ part you know like you need totally to, like I mean there is some, there are times when that is real you know <laughs> but it's the the experience comes from knowing when to pay attention to that rule and when to ignore it. Yeah, but but that's why I, I, there's this culture of like perfection that I don't get. I like like I like um, I I don't get when techno become uh, extremely perfect, and I don't think like the the, music, uh, the musical quality is one thing, but it doesn't have to be perfect. You know, like it it doesn't have to be uh, playable. It doesn't have to be. Uh, in chord that's why we don't use uh, chord for example uh, like we use them but like not as, as strongly uh, we don't have the same musical structures and all the style of music and, and, and it's less necessary like we don't have chorus we don't have and, and I think like if we start like just uh, being afraid of everything everything will sound very clean yes but but quantify and and uh, and that's one of the huge difference I feel nowadays is like there's a lost there's a lost of uh, 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 hot tech on music and 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 um, innovative uh, and even experimental approach of it because I hear everyone saying so from the master from the master engineer but also from the promoter but also from the DJs like uh, yeah people have lost uh, their attention span and uh, because of social media because because this because that the young generation is this that and I think there is a lot of uh, I don't know I don't know what happened but there is like exist general fear and this is also applied as the rules you know people say no it is what it is you know and and and, uh, and i'm like no it's not like like we have to dare more in, in life and we have to stop being afraid of uh, just doing a mistake or unconventional stuff creatively but even in general you know totally i mean it's definitely more calculated now i remember well 20 years ago 30 it doesn't matter like it you know you could just put a record out and you some of them, especially the bigger ones, you kind of wanted to calculate it, but for the most part, you're just like, if it works, it works. If it yeah. doesn't, who cares? Yeah. And now everybody's like, it has to have this sound, it has to come out on this month at this time, and you know, like it's. I mean, I get it; it's a big business now, but the the shelf life for this shit. People listen to these records for three weeks maximum, and then it's over. Like, why would you put so much effort into that, this? That's what I mean. Like, you know, for me, it's not necessarily the the, the effect on this, but also like even. I found that the the, the time spent like on on making, for example, like a like a like a DJ tool uh, record, like great if it's sound great, I'm, I'm I'm all in for that as well, you know. But 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 why? There's there's also the reason why. Where where do this attention span reduce? Because everybody is doing is doing uh, is doing almost the same thing. Like it's very satisfying type of music. So it's like even the style of the way people mix, you know, like your generation, I, I, the mistake were welcomed. You know, like, like yeah, the, totally, and that's a huge difference because you can feel now that I feel that even DJs and so are, are afraid of mistake because they're gonna be judged by the by the crowd, you know, and, and absolutely, and yeah. that's that's one of the main things. Like from even me, like ten years ago, and now that I see even on the dance floor, it's like there's this strange feeling that the crowd is doing an exam to the DJ now, and I'm like, where did we start at this? You know, it's like we're all in on the same team there, and 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 I think this influence 
label this influence attention span for people and the rest. And if you present them only something that is perfect and 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 clean and and absolutely quantify and, and there is never a mistake, then you you, you start spoiling kind of. Uh, uh, it ruins uh, it. It, it yeah. ruins it. But and, and and especially if you understand what techno is, you know, like like we have to to remember that it's a, it's a, it's um it's a very instinctive moment in the moment and, totally and, and like, physical aspect of it i remember like some of the um, like dj sleep for example i love dj sleep yeah but, but you have some of his record like uh, or even regis like you listen the the first uh, version of um, his album penetration like you listen the mix down like uh, sorry, sorry, Carl, I love you, huh? but but the mix down is terrible. But that's what. Yeah, ma- but he'll probably tell you that. Yeah, but, I mean. but, yeah, I know, but, but that's what make it great. Like if, if yeah, this it re- has that vibe. If this I mean. record was clean, it wouldn't be that record. And 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 yeah. same with same with the early walk of uh, of Sergian. And so that this is this rawness and this instantivity that that make you understand that this is Regis or this is or this is like totally. A, or even Steve Bicknell and his lost recording stuff. It has, it has a soul in it, you know? All that stuff's raw. Yeah. I mean, like, I, like, I'm pretty sure Carl's probably said this publicly already, but, <laughs> like, when he was doing Speak to Me, he, he had, I think, just one speaker, you know, uh, for that track, and the amplifier would get to, would overheat, and then it would just shut off. So he said he didn't have much time to do it, and then the amp died, and that's why I think Speak to Me just kind of fades Stop. out, because he's like, well, I can't even fucking hear it, so I'm just going to kill the fader yeah, you but, know uh, and then it's, it's done you know and and and, it's, and, and and i think it's still one of the most iconic uh, uh absolutely drug and defining genre of, of the birmingham sound even you know and and, oh, yeah. and, and, and friends it has and and yeah recorded in five minutes and but this is rawness and this authenticity that make it so powerful you know and uh, i don't think that it's a it's a rule that should apply to everything but the lesson i get out of this is um there, yeah, there was this uh, um, this naivety. Naive is a good word. I think the more knowledge you, you got, the more afraid you, you start of uh, of getting mistaken. It's hard to get back to the basics, you know. But the best idea, I think, is the first years because you you just do stuff without without knowing what you're doing, and and so it obviously came out from from yourself totally. naturally, you know. I mean, the the whole thing about naivety, you know, before my studio got robbed, I was working on a new album. And the whole concept of it was like the idea of tasteful naivety, like approaching it as yeah. someone who just finally, recently fell in love with electronic music. And it's like, why not? Why can't I put this kind of hook on this kind of track or whatever? Yeah, absolutely. And it was like, admittedly, it was a little too random. And it probably would have been out sooner if I would have been able to nail down. But I like the idea that anything is good to go. You know, it's like, yeah, I hate the TikTok techno and shit and blah, blah, blah. But the one cool aspect of it is that like, it seems like you can pretty much put anything you want into it. The only problem is that it has to be corny. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you know yeah, what but I mean? But like, at but least but it's but anything goes. Yeah, but now we open a, another subject that, I'm, uh, that I always wanted to talk about, you know, and, and I think it's great that we start openly talking about it, you know. I heard a lot of people co- complaining recently that, uh, that uh, yeah, the TikTok thing, blah, blah, blah. It is corny, yes, it is, it is but um, we all have to remember when we were 16, 17, 18, and right now, just observe, like you have like millions of new kids that just discover uh, 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 electronic uh, electronic music by by the base of uh, of TikTok, and so why does this have to be a bad thing? Like like the, the culture around it is, is 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 reduced because people are young and they don't know. But I'm like, what what happened to them in three years? Yeah, yeah, totally. And, and that's why I'm like, I'm like, it's it's important to not focus on like, oh, look at those guys, uh, they're ringing the, the genre and so on. I'm like, 
no, you just keep doing what you do. And like, because like I can already see it now as a DJ, you know, it's like a lot of young kids that will listen only our techno. It's like starting discovery, maybe now hard groove and stuff like that. Totally. You know? And uh, it came by trend, yes, of course, but but we, I, I think the important thing on that is like uh, why it takes so long is as well because our generation didn't want to mix with them. And that's 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 a third attack, you know. But, but absolutely. Uh, yeah. But I was saying this to a lot of people, especially in Berlin. Like a lot of people always saying me that, uh, yeah, I don't go out because of that, because of the kid. And I, and I always say this to them, or like the kids are different, yeah. But like, do you remember when you start going out? You had older generation teach you what to do and what to not do. I was like, like since COVID, like there is not this mixity anymore. Like lot, I understand why some people stop going out and so, but like. We are we are responsible as well if uh, the younger generation don't have any uh, don't have enough people to teach them something you know we need to totally. we need to be an influence and so I, I I'm saying this like the the problem is not the TikTok techno and so the problem is like um, is that a lot of us a lot of actors of the scene didn't want didn't didn't wanted to do the effort of 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 uh, of getting a bit more open minded and yes like working with some annoying thing but like find solution and not just observing what is wrong you know totally i mean here's the thing like you know i i got a little upset about the tiktok thing over time whatever but i i made my peace with it because i also came to the realization i'm like look zon fucking it's been well this is my 26th year of dj and i've seen a lot of trends come and go and you can hate the trend all you want but there's another one that's coming next week yeah. so it's like I, I don't really get too upset about musical trends at this point anymore because there's always going to be something else around the corner. What does kind of stress me out right now is more the behavior of yeah. like the newer generation. But again, that brings you to the point of like you just have to teach people. It, it, you know, that's the thing. It's like days we are risk in the sense of like the but the risk is not for me the quantity of people that suddenly arrive, but it's the quantity of un um of people that don't know how to behave. And I'm totally. talking with every sense in the club culture in general, you know, and like, uh, and but but this we, I had the luck to learn how to be a, for example, in a city like Berlin, but because I I met people much older than than me, you know, and I learned from it, you know, they, they told you maybe hey, maybe calm down, <laughs> maybe totally, uh, drink yeah. some water, or like uh, if you don't if you don't understand the steel, you can talk with someone and you're gonna explain you, yeah, that's this type, and that will create interest and curiosity in uh, in, in me, and and I learned to behave slowly and slowly like that, but. But I had an older generation to count on, you know, and 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 I I feel that a lot of this generation, our generation, um, kind of fear so much this new arrival of people that that they just left. And I'm like, yeah, then you on the internet saying that the techno is dead, that uh, um, there is only a TikTok DJ getting booked and stuff like that. But I'm like, yeah, but did you do the work to adapt yourself to the, to the situation? So I, I can hear some musical genius and so, but they don't want anything to do with social media. You can hate social media, but if you pretend to do a career, career is not only passion, it's dedication and professionalism and discipline. And this includes some stuff you don't enjoy doing. And, and it's I, a, It is a job. It is a job. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm saying this often to people when they told me like, yeah, I'm professional, but I don't want to have anything to do because I'm not, a, but like, yeah, but do you want to be professional? Yes. Then no a day. The new format of communication with an audience is social media. You know, where it can be Instagram or new thing, or now there is thread, which I found pretty cool uh, finally. And and uh, but I'm like, if you don't use the norm of nowadays, of course there is a, there is a repercussion to it because because my, we maybe don't have thirty years of 
of uh, contact around us. So like if if it's been 30 years you're in it and and you have club uh, cl you resident at some club for years, yes of course you can still uh, play without it, but our generation have to and I'm like when you look at those uh, those uh, superstar in the in the in the, um, art techno thing, you dislike the music, but don't deny the work. That's what I tell people. I mean like some of these even these people that I I'm not particularly fond of, I know that they're working their ass off on things I would never have the patience to do. But, you know, like, it's the whole tip of the iceberg thing, yeah. the effort that you see. Meanwhile, a lot of these guys that are complaining on the internet, they haven't done shit. But, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's but, like, uh, welcome uh, to the future, old man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, 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 uh, it's true. It, 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 I, I get it can be complicated to adapt and, and everything, but we are creative mind. And creative mind also can be used in in a in a in in a professional manner, you know. For me, I hated social media, but I was like, okay, I, like I hate it, uh, I found it toxic and so. But I'm gonna have to use it. So what do I do? Do I stay frustrated and I just not? So I was like, okay, I'm a creative mindset. What can I find fun to do out of it? So I was like, totally. okay, like I can, I'm gonna try to find a way to be a bit creative with it, and and you don't have to to be the best at this, but like at least at least it's not a pain in the ass, and uh, and uh, and I think everyone can find new way of like uh, of of using tools nowadays, you know. So totally, you know. I mean, the other thing is, is like people, you know. I I know a lot of these people. A lot of them are my friends. Are like, well, I'm not that interesting, or I don't really have anything to say. <laughs> and maybe they're right sometimes. But it's like, listen, there's never been a better time to start. And especially like if you're single or something and looking for a partner, it's never been a bad thing to develop things that make you a little more interesting. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And and I think we can all learn from 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 that. I I think um, I, I'm too young now to to to. To, to, to talk to in, in the name of everyone, but I understand as well why uh, the older, uh, an older generation can have a disturbance when we've all seen is going. But I think what we have to remember is like, yes, there is a lot of noise, but there is within this noise still a lot of great thing happening. But you have to have an open heart for that. Like, uh, like, like uh, music is still here. And, and I think, uh, again, like nowadays, like when I see the electronic music, there's a lot of bad thing, but there's also like a, genre-breaking stuff coming out now and, and music totally. and style of music I never never even believed you could be uh, playable and great you know and, and and I'm like it's an exciting moment too you know so I'm like like we, we should all unite again and, and like instead of yes there's a, bad of, a, bad of, a lot of bad things but don't don't lose time to do a social post on, on Facebook about how bad they are like just make a post about how great is another one you know and 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 and, and finding solution because totally it, it, everyone can complain you know and and, and uh, but why why a lot of people have the have, have all the attention is because they do the work and they just ignore the uh, people criticize them and you might dislike what they do but you cannot deny the work and like and they didn't just appear and poof like there is a magic uh, uh, um, uh, big brothers that decide that you are the next thing there is some <laughs> but, but uh, sure but, algorithms and shit but 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 but, but, but they you can like you can learn the algorithm you can learn you can learn um, a whole press work or you can learn uh, I don't know like communication in general it's like just not losing if we learn music that take us like I don't know how many decades to learn you know like then we can learn it anything and it's about like culture uh, cultivating uh, uh, the interest and I, and I and of course if you're cultivating the interest on only one thing for 20 30 years like it, it can fade out but that's why like I, I think like when there is new sun coming out that's a great opportunity to 
jump in the unknown, you know, and 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 maybe refine the sparks in it, you know, and uh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, well, let's switch topics a bit here. We're both in Berlin. Yeah, you're from Paris. Yeah, where? Uh, what? When did you come to Berlin, and what brought you here? So I come in 2018 to be there in October 2018. So it's a bit more than five years, I think. Yeah, you've been here that long now. Yeah, so right. Wow. Okay. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. No, just like because you know I met you, maybe just before or after the pandemic started, but I mean you've been around and clearly going out. But I'm just trying to like I don't I'm surprised that our paths didn't cross sooner. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I mean there was two years uh, <laughs> of, of reduced uh, club activity, but also because uh, the first year was more. The first year I come, I tried to explore. The, the club scene, but I, I was also very afraid of losing myself here. So I was trying to... It's very easy. Yeah. And and um, so I was like trying to figure out my way. And so I was not very connected so much. I didn't know so many people. And somehow I, I started connecting with a lot of people in Berlin during the pandemic. Because I st since there was nothing to do, I, I started texting uh, people to have coffee, uh, mm -hmm. just just doing stuff because I was bored at home at some point and um, and then there's like some illegal stuff starting <laughs> so we're all kind of connecting the radio I, I love going to the radio show and when it reopened like then that I, I was I was knowing more people and I, and I was really going out a lot because I because I missed it so much and uh, and that's why maybe we cross paths much much later totally yeah and then so you know I mentioned that you came from France yeah. so I was curious about like your current take on France both yeah, politically, like, because there's some shit going on in there right yeah. now, like anywhere. And, of course, like, what your opinions are on the techno scene, where it's at, where it's going. Um, so, um, I think, like, from, I disconnected with the techno scene around, musically and in, in taste-wise, I would say, like, uh, around 2016, because there is a switch that started happening, um, which was more, there was a, this popish pop aspect of, of music that I started really dislike. And I was even before the the, uh, the TikTok thing, but there was a, for me the beginning uh, of this culture, and 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 I, and I started losing the community sense in the party. Yeah, and that's where I started go stop it going out because uh, even if I would like the music, the crowd would become individualistic and de even dangerous sometimes. And, and and I was like, this is not this is not what I liked, you know. And concrete start closing, so you had less and less uh, less and less opportunity to find a club with an history. So therefore, you have less community, and and yeah, and then at some point, like I completely disconnected. Then we had the attack in Paris, which which was also another oh, uh, awful, yeah. uh, and not only in the music scene, but he, but he, it has a very uh, in France in general, like France, uh, French people can be very individualistic, but I can tell you after that was was quite the the so final really. act, you know. So I mean, people feel. Especially like in the music scene or creative scenes, you feel like a tragedy together. Like even in the States, there was, we had the ghost ship fire that was out yeah, in California. Yeah, yeah. And while it, you know, California is a long ways away from New York, whatever, everybody kind of felt it because we're like, oh, dude, we've all been to like a loft party or something yeah, where yeah. it was not safe. And, you know, it just makes you sit for a minute and think, you know? And yeah, yeah. I, I was actually supposed to play in Paris a week or two after about a clan yeah, yeah and of course it was canceled um but it has an effect uh, i think on everyone especially with the way it happened it happened in the in a concert venue and yeah. and some hanging out bar totally so that was a direct uh, um 
yeah direct attack on on the youngster you know like on the on the on culture even more totally and yeah. the, especially Charlie Hebdo and Bataclan that was designed to yeah to attack a culture you know and, and so it, it it touched a lot and after that like yeah like um, fear start happening in Paris and Parano racist grow police brutality and an overall feeling in France that start getting and it's still ongoing huh? that the a very tense, tense political situation and 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 behavior in people. That's one of the main reasons why I decided to to leave because, uh, yeah, like I, I felt that I would uh, grow old too fast in there, you know. Yeah. And so I decided that I was like, if I don't leave now, like I I, I will just lose the sparks of music. So I moved on on a more optimistic way. Recently, I start seeing like some. Uh, some uh, more intimist type of party going up in Paris. So I'm seeing yeah, the Spectrum. From I play that. It's great. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a really party cool. of Liaochi and a few other friends. Very, very amazing party. Yeah. yeah. And so you have, you have some hidden gems and um, on those came out the same. Uh, they have been created as well for the same reason. It's people missing safe place and community space. And they are, they are very quiet and, and, and discreet because they don't want to get too much. Uh, sure. Intoxicated by the bigger audience, but uh, but they but they are still ongoing, you know. So I start seeing those little party more and more. Uh, like um, I don't have all the name in, in in head now, but but so I I feel that there is um, an overall interest and and uh, a need in Paris that might come back in the same way of why concrete was created uh, back yeah. then, you know. So I I, I I I'm gonna manifest it. Hopefully we're gonna have an, uh, some great years ahead for Paris. Hopefully, so let's see. I hope so. I mean, I've yeah. I've. Uh... I've been to Paris a lot. I've had some really nice times there, you know, and like uh, I haven't, well, actually the last time that was there was for Spectrum, which was great. Mm. But um, I used to be there two or three times a year, maybe for a while when yeah. techno yeah. was really popping, whether yeah. it was concrete, I've, I've played basically all the clubs there. Yeah. And uh, it was always fun. Like even if maybe the night wasn't the best, there was always interesting, good people watching and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, it was very fun. It yeah. was very, very. Um, it was very alive. You know, mm-hmm. and and um, and, and in every corner you would go, like there was like this uh, this very exciting moment where everyone just wanted to celebrate. There was a celebration yeah. aspect that was very strong, and a lot of dancing as well. <laughs> I loved it. Do you? Um, I mean, do you have an idea of like? Can you describe what the musical? Like, what's really popping there right now? Or are you just not there enough to really be able to comment on that? Mm. I'm a bit disconnected, but I, I feel okay. that recently there's um, there's a more like a, yeah like some minimal and groovy tech, groovy stuff like tribal on, on, like, yeah tribal. Shit. I don't like so <laughs> I don't like the word groove, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, but uh, but I'm gonna say it so everybody can understand. They like yeah this interest of uh, of uh, revival of tribal type of techno that come back. Yeah, and uh, but. I think it's just following a certain trend, but I like this one, so it's okay. And I mean, that's the thing. Well, first of all, you know, when I grew up with all the stuff, I was buying the records as they came out, putting out some stuff like that, and it was it was just called Tribal. It's been yeah. repackaged as Hard yeah. Group. Um, <laughs> I get it because when I was the same age in my early twenties, I loved all that shit, and mm-hmm. like it was actually a challenge to play three records on three turntables. Yeah, yeah. When there's a bongo on every fucking note, <laughs> but. Um, so, you know, as far as trends go, this is the one that, uh, one of them that I actually can dig a little bit more. Yeah. Um, that being said, it's, you know, I'm hearing a lot of the same loops that we used from 25 years ago. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh man, I wish there'd be a little bit more of an update to this sound. So it's hard for me to get as excited. 
but I don't dislike it compared to some of these other trends. No, you know? no, yeah, <laughs> but, but, but I think um, like every trend, we reach a tipping point of things, you know, so like uh, something work, a lot of people start getting excited about it, learn to do it, repeat, and repeat formula. And, and I hear a lot of formula, basically. And this go back to the subject um, of what we started, of people who want to be a producer or want to be a DJ and, and learn it, you know? And that's for me the... Um, That's how you you start losing a bit of authenticity in music because everybody is like starting doing things that are very functional, very very trendy, you know. And now it happened with that trend with a with a groovy techno <laughs> trend. Totally. Well, I mean, let's go into it because I had a note on it. You know, basically you you were mentioning earlier about what it takes to be successful in this time of day. I'm sure I'm sure people send you a lot of music, whether it's yeah. just promos or demos or for feedback. Um, There's a lot of lazy producers out there, not very good. Uh, so not to dig on that so much, but like, do you have advice for like, you know, you notice a few common problems with all this where you're just like, man, I wish everybody knew this. Yeah. So like they can improve their game, you know? Yeah. So um, when it comes to production, one of one, one of the things that um, if I talk for producer, like, I, I think we people need to learn to to listen a lot of music, but not the one they do. Totally, 100%. So, uh, one exercise that I did very early, and I'm happy I did. For two years almost, I, I completely stopped listening techno, but I was still continuing producing it because I because I, I felt I, I needed... Um, everything was... Sun, I, I, even back then when it was more the deep techno era, you know, there was a moment where I felt that everything started to sound too much the same, you know? It was great, but but, but there was a... Absolutely. I think after two, three years of a certain style of music, we, we reached tipping point, and that, that's just normal, you know? And and so I, I would need to listen other influence, other influence, sorry. And so, like, I would start listening classical music, I would, every genre possible, but that, but that is not what I produce. Why? It's because I... If I listen to techno nowadays, um, I cannot learn from it. I will, I will, much, uh, yeah. because because I will, I will uh, dissect, uh, I will literally analyze the sound automatically. So I will, I will not think as music. I will think of this hi hat, this this kick, this process. And so I'm not naive anymore because it's been 11 years I'm producing music, you know. So, but for example, if I listen some some Radiohead <laughs> yeah. around the coffee, you know, I have no idea how they do this. Totally. But that's no that that's unknown is what I will get a certain influence because if you don't know how stuff have been made, then you start feeling it. And I, w I, I want to take this inspiration like of, I felt like that and bring this in a studio and find a way to feel like, that. and that's why I approach music in general. It's like, I, like I, I, I don't want to think like, will this be played? Uh, um, is this, uh, is this uh, uh, fast or is this, uh, no, no. Like I, I have a, an objective of what do I want the track to make me feel or the direction Uh, more spiritually, you know, and 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 I'm gonna try to achieve it without a plan. Like like I don't know with a blank canvas. I know where my direction, where I want to go, but I don't know how. And and this created for me like a way of like a not being close to one particular style or or or, or musical process, you know. And so I would I would recommend to people this to be really open to to get inspiration outside of uh, of of where they have all the knowledge because that, that way you, you're never confident enough to learn. You totally. Know? You know, like, so every, me and him, we had a coffee before the show and we were just catching up. Yeah. Uh, you were, we talked about Radiohead and Rick yeah. Rubin and shit. 
you know, the thing is, especially when I, as I start to leave the techno world behind a little bit and work on more genres and stuff, you get to meet some writers and producers, and some of them are really fucking exceptional. Yeah. And the one common thread I've found in all of them is that they already have their ear to the ground on so many styles, just like yeah. you said. Like, it doesn't matter if they're a hip-hop guy or a synth-pop woman producer or whatever. Like, you know, they're always checking out different stuff. They yeah. like so many different genres. Um, you know, it's kind of funny because, like, back in the day, there was, like, the video of Kanye playing um, Cashmere. Like, uh, yeah. I forget which song. But, like, and then Drake was wearing an Underground Resistance shirt. Like, pop, basically pop people acknowledging our scene or our culture yeah, yeah. or whatever. And it's like... Well, first of all, these this that was a really important black uh, music. Uh, sorry, moment for black music. So they fucking better know it. But also, like, they got their ear to the ground. They're listening to everything. They appreciate it. They might not make those kind of records, but all that influence comes into play. Yeah, it was totally obvious with with Kanye when he did Jesus because there was yeah, yeah, electronic yeah. shit all over it. Point is though, is like everybody I meet, they got record collections where they're always buying shit, supporting other producers, and being like. Yo, I don't know anything about this music, but I need to absorb it all, and I'm going to see how it plays into my shit. Like, yeah. it's a huge, huge thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was I was listening to an interview of Freak Ribbons, and he was saying um, he was saying that a lot of artists that he work with, for example, we have no idea how serious they are behind 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 the scene because we see the product. We see the product of like a pop, especially the pop artist. But like, you, you can see even like uh, I saw Beyonce uh, inviting a lot of uh, uh, young artists uh, like uh, to to opening their concert, and so those people didn't arrive where they are like without without constant being drawn into music, you know. And and that's why they they they, they I guess in their way they were jam breaking, you know, and they created something. But I think those people are extremely dedicated to what they do, like on on a on an extreme level i think you know like people like kenny absolutely so. like you have to yeah, yeah. they just are fascinated by music first yeah. of all especially outside the dj realm touring is less of a reality it can be a very like you can make a shitload of money into arenas but most people don't get to do that they're lucky to play like some shitty bar yeah. for 100 people so they're doing it really because they fucking love it yeah. you know what yeah. i mean so like they're diehard music fans yep. and when i listen to or not listen to but when i talk to a lot of like techno people especially you'd be surprised at how many don't have that extensive of musical knowledge not that it's a requirement but they're like they can't really hold a conversation when it comes to really anything deep about music or yeah. like ba barely outside of what their friends listen to in high school you yeah know? yeah but there's a thing like um when I meet even another artist I'm passionate about and we had great conversation, is like most of the time we don't even talk about, uh, I'm not going to ask him how he did uh, his fucking kick. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Like, like I don't give a shit, but what I want to know is like, what make you think? What, 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 what is he thinking when, when he's in the studio? That, totally. Like, it, it, like, if you understand the person, you understand the artist. Exactly. And, 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 and in most of, any genre of fun, you know, when you listen to artists, like you, you, you want to be told a story, you know. At least I want, but 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 uh, I, I want to. You need a soul into music. Otherwise, what's the purpose of doing music? Art should be expression, in my opinion. Like I, absolutely. I, like I, I, no one to say it should, but like that's how I envision it. You know, like art in general. If you're a painter, like you need to create something because you want to say something, and you just use this uh, this as a as an expression form. And 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 that's the thing. Like when you like when you say like when you meet an artist and 
And if you try to talk about music, you don't know what to say. Or, or say, I don't, know, I don't know what to say. You know, like, I'm like, yeah, but then maybe, maybe you're not in the, in the, in, in, in the field um, made for you, maybe, you know? Yeah, you're not approaching it from a perspective that maybe you should. You know, because a lot of these people, I think, unfortunately get in to make music because they think like, oh, I can get gigs somewhere or maybe get a little money or you know get some ass or something like those and those are all great things don't get me wrong but like if those are your ultimate reasons it's most likely not going to work out for you you know and no no and that's because i I believe there's a lot of people that make it that want to do music because because they like it of course but but then being passionate is one thing doing your career is a world sir was a level because it's just it's just an insane way of living like let's be honest oh yeah <laughs> like, like i like i like uh, I'm, I'm grateful i I'm, I'm traveling and so but 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 physically it's, it's it's and mentally especially it's exhausting so i'm like if you don't if you don't have the right reason why you do this like okay if it's for money maybe yeah you're gonna find something but there's much more easy way of doing music if that's your of doing your money sorry like and so I'm like don't 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 choose this one because the music the music industry is, is a hell of an industry and 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 uh, and I think it, like to in order to, to like the, the I don't know like the pressure like even if you have an important gigs or, or like uh, like the people judgment the, the, the people hating you um, uh, like uh, like the competitivity you know like even if you don't want to participate it's it just constant you know like uh, you're constantly on the clock yeah yeah, it's, yeah exactly. You're running high on the clock, then this and that, and, and and the more and more. I mean, if you if you're really not passionate about this, like this will destroy you. I think totally, you know. And if if you just want to travel, work an office job and get the money because you actually yeah. get to enjoy the travel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, like I've been to India once, and I thought I think I got to enjoy like four hours of it. The rest was like travel or, or the party or whatever. And I'm like, man. You know, I put a lot of effort in it to make this stuff work so I could travel the world. And I've seen and done crazy shit, so I'm not fully complaining. I'm just saying you can get better use out of your time and see places in other ways. So I think it's really important to really enjoy and love music. And that's why you need to do it first and foremost. Yeah. 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 And that's because, yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah, that's what I was saying. I believe some people can can handle this thing by studied and so, but. When it comes to musical creation, why some why why we see less and less uh, creativity is because um, we have less people daring stuff, you know. And I think uh, I think time will make a natural filter out of this. But but, but I'm saying it even for a younger generation. It's like like uh, just just be honest with yourself. Is it really what you want to do, you know? And it's not about that. It, 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 like if, if you have problem with yourself and the, and you look for attention, then you can find the attention in in other fields as well, you know, or work on yourself. Or like, uh, if it's money that you want, there's plenty of most easy way to do it as well. But it's just like, yeah, like uh, it's about finding, it's about being honest. And and I think like this is a huge part of of, of success. But, but you don't even control success. You, no. you, you can do the, you can do the craziest uh, thing you ever did, and maybe it's gonna be a total flop. The music business is extremely unfair. Ah, yeah, it, and the minute that you can truly accept this, I think it becomes a lot easier to deal with because you know that like listen you can put in 20 years of effort and still have like wow i have no gigs for the next two months even though you did 20 years of technically pretty good shit there's plenty of old school producers who are legends that they can't get booked to save their souls you know what i mean for whatever reasons but 
that happens. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? And you know, so you bring it up though that like it's important to be an artist. And you know, like I always put it that there's designers and there's artists. When you design yeah. something, it's for a purpose and a product. I really look at a lot of producers these days more as designers. I don't want to, you know, part of me wants to be like, oh, these people aren't artists, but I I'm, can't be the gatekeeper. Yeah, yeah. I hate that word. It's used so much these days. But, like, I don't want to say who's an artist and who's not, because technically if you create art, even if it's drawing on a napkin, yeah, you're yeah, an yeah. artist. It's subjective. It's but like a, a, lo- a lot of people really like to think they're, like, more of an artistic mind than they really are, which is fine. Um, but really it's an important part of the process, and I've... I've you know, it's very obvious with you. You, especially since all of your records are really heavily indebted to experimentalism yeah, and yeah. like artistic creation and concept. I wanted to talk about that a little bit more. Mm. Um, do you got so, some? Yeah, yeah. So the thing is, like, uh, for me, like, um, I always want, like, I always felt that I needed to do music, and I choose for now um, the technosphere because that's why I was socially attracted with. But um, every time I try to do a record um, for, with a DJ purpose, it would just feel feel wrong to me. So so like I, like I, I can do it, I can I can, can make stuff that, that work, but I just physically don't feel good when I do when I do it. I, I feel I'm doing something wrong and, and, and I'm not honest with myself. So that um, one of the big pivot moments because I would just not release anything at some point and I would just do it for myself. But all my friends were like, you should release, you should release. I was like, yeah, but what's the purpose? Nobody wants to listen to this. Yeah. But then COVID happened. And what what I, my, my way of thinking changed in COVID because I was like, you know what? Like uh, I saw all those, my favorite artists saying, there is no club. Why should I do music anymore? And this, and sorry, huh? but like, like we're talking about the older generation without mentioning anyone. There's a lot of them that make the biggest mistake of their career there because we needed them. A hundred percent. You know, I... <laughs> I had this discussion with so many people. I said the same thing. Well, I, I I did say on record that like I didn't want to release a whole lot at that point because I didn't want those records to fail. And it, there was still some truth to that because some of the ones that I did were completely overlooked in that period. Yeah. But you know, the people that really knew better, they never stopped writing music. No. Like I in twenty twenty, I wrote just under seventy tracks alone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'd say half of them are worth releasing. And some of them have come out already and some will. Some, unfortunately, like I was writing, you know, they're 128 BPM. So I I didn't keep in mind there was a generational shift at the same time. So like I just going to save them for fucking seven years from now or something. But uh, yeah, that was a a real big mistake for a lot of people. me, me at that time, there was first a, a way of uh, staying mentally insane, you know, because because uh, you Same. you, were, you were in Berlin as well, right? So, oh yeah, it was brutal. So there were a lot of great things in the fact we could have gone outside, but when winter happened and and, and there is only night and minus ten degrees, like and you stuck at home, that's become like a very uh, particular loop. <laughs> totally. And, yeah. and music was was a great escape to this. So for me, the first year of of COVID, I was like, great, I'm gonna be in the studio. <laughs> I personally hate to, hate to say it, but I had a great time during 2020. Uh, like I felt for the first time I could breathe, yeah, and yeah, like yeah. I I was just making music to keep my sanity, but also because I I enjoy it. It's just what I'm going to do, whether I have gigs or not. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. And, and and I think there was an opportunity to be taken there. And, and for, but for me, like more as a 
emerging. I wasn't even emerging at the time. I was, I was just not putting out any music, but but, uh, but I would still do music. But uh, then in my mind, I was like, oh, that's why that's a, that's basically a moment I was waiting all my life. Is because like I was like, I have no entry point. Like uh, like just just right before COVID, everything was so saturated. Like but it's saturated also today. But there there was um there was non interest in a young generation. There was already in place generation that was so busy that you, that you would put out a record, nobody cared about it, you know. Like and, and never totally. and never yeah. and never label, you know, like, even label like uh, they would like your music, but yeah, but uh, you don't have any background, so why should I? I had this. I'm not going to mention anyone, but 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 I had this as well. Like you know, like they, they wanted they were doing profiling as well. We which artists they, they put out. I kind of understand it, but the problem is like there was it was very hard to to, uh, to get an entry point. But when COVID happened. There is no club open. There is nothing. So they just the entire house at home listening. So totally. Like, yeah. So for me, which do a lot of music with the intention of listening, because that's, that's the thing. I choose techno in the, in more in the structure, but I want to do music to be also listening, like you, that you can play in the club. Yes, but that's not the main purpose. I do music because I want I want to do music. So I'm like, it has to sound good if you listen to it at home as well, you know, and and uh, and. And in that moment, that worked great for me because because a lot of it, it touched a lot of people' interest because there was something different and yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, your stuff also has that sort of detail and that cinematic approach to it. Yeah. You know, when I when the world was falling apart in March 2020, I talked to a lot of managers and agents because everybody had time on their hands. Yeah. You know, old friends and like very fucking smart people in the industry. But everybody I talked to, they're like. Yeah, well, I guess, you know, this is the new way forward. Everybody's talking about doing a listening album, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, like, you know, especially these, like, triple A-list artists that make 25, 50,000 euros a night. Yeah. I'm like, I have no interest in hearing their listening album. And it's like some of those people are good friends of mine. I have, it's not that I have a thing against them, but I, I know they're not, like, real musicians. They don't know any chord progressions. They're, like, they're amazing at club music. But I'm like, yeah. whoa, this is kind of fucked up. And I thought about it, and I was like, should I be making listening stuff and then i was like <laughs> i'm just gonna make club tracks because i i'm already stressed out with all this world drama and i think if i just make these loop stuff like it it's still fun and maybe yeah. if the world opens up again i have something to restart Present, things yeah, yeah. yeah you know yeah but i, I think I, like, yeah I, I think it was really important for people to remember as well that uh, yeah like I, I it was a great moment in the sense where you could see a lot of artists even doing club music, but very honestly, you know, because because we miss club, because we miss dance floor and so Absolutely, so. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, like, that was actually one of the rare moments where where I was listening a lot of techno at home, you know, like like I used to not do it. Yeah, I went through all the old. Yeah, stuff exactly. And... But but I, I, I would listen techno all day long, which I would never do normally. But because I was like, I, I fucking miss the, the club, you know, and I needed when I was cleaning my room and so, and it's still great for me to listen techno at home. Totally. <laughs> You know, like when I when I did my album on records, Gain of Function, I did that in like mostly in four or five days yeah. in the summertime. And I don't, I, if you would have said, hey, you're going to make an album based on like chord stabs and shit, I'd been like never in a million years. Not that I have anything against that stuff. It's just I've heard it a million times. I've made those tracks. Yeah. But like, like you said, I actually missed that. And I was just making that stuff because I wasn't at any festivals that summer and getting that energy but it, like at sunset i wanted to hear something like that so i made it and uh and you felt great yeah <laughs> and that's the only reason what like i put it out it felt like a real collection of tracks where there was feeling to it and it was cohesive and 
I can't say that for some of my other techno records. Some they're just kind of cut and pasted together, you know. But that was legitimate feeling, you know. Yeah, yeah, but but, but and that's why that's why I mean the even even as artists, I think we we learn lesson along the way, you know. And I think what, it was a very crucial period for people like me, but also uh, people like you, and also to reconnect with with ourselves, you know. Like totally, like, that's why I saw a lot of people either changing completely their life or work or art or some become artists in, in between. But there was a recon everybody had a forced reconnection with themselves. And in a in a time where where when nowadays it's 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 it, nobody find time for itself, you know? So so I think it reset a lot of of things in a good way, you know? It, it, totally. Like so like that's why when people tell me like about like a the post-COVID era, a lot of bad things happen. I'm like, ah, I kind of disagree. I'm like, I'm like, uh, there is a, that's why there is this huge sparks of uh, interest for music now nowadays. And I'm like, like, uh, there is a lot of great thing coming out, and I think resulting of COVID, you know. And 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 for me as an artist, yeah, like, it has been very passionating to, yeah, to use my time only for music for like like on the 24/7. Totally. And, and 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 when I speak to a, to a artist like you and so they also told me I'm like I missed. I, I, I was really missing, like just stop touring and finding time to, to do whatever I have, I have on my mind and reconnecting with the studio, you know? Exactly. You know, I think one of the biggest mistakes I ever made, you know, especially when I was at the height of my traveling, I do like yeah. eight to 10 gigs a month. And somehow, despite everything going pretty well, I could, you could find me on a fair amount of days where I was pretty miserable. Yeah, and yeah. it's because I realized, I didn't realize until COVID came and I had nothing going on. I was like, wait a minute. I haven't been creating anything. I'm a creative person. Yeah. You, like some people, they need to go play basketball or paint a picture or whatever. Yeah. Like I needed to be make, even if it was the dumbest drum loop known to mankind, I needed to like have this output, which just yeah. wasn't happening. And, uh, you know, if, if you're a person that's kind of like me, you got to remember that even if it means taking, you know, one weekend off a month, even and that means losing a lot of money. Like your fucking sanity will last tenfold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but that's a that's an even more sustainable strategy, I guess. And also, I, I had a talk with my agent about that. Um, we have to remember that uh, it's a pretty new thing that uh, DJ have eight to ten gigs a month on, on a large basis, and 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 and, and, and I want to take a stand as this as a young generation in pretty privileged position. Like uh, I heard a lot of people saying, um, oh, it's great to handle and stuff like that. Like I'm, I'm very happy for them. I've, I personally struggle a lot with uh, with traveling, f for, with the frustration to not have time in the studio. And so, and I met some that can do everything at once. I respect, you know, but I don't believe everybody is made for for that that amount of travel also, you know, and 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 sleepness and and constant thing because people forget that you might have eight gigs, but then you have the next month coming up. So you can have I don't know forty gigs in 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 in, in three months in a row. You totally. Know? So that's I don't that's an abundancy amount of, of flight, and, and you miss all all the all the social aspects of your life. And and me as as a very social person as well, you know, like I have my time in the studio uh, that I trade for being in a club with thousands of people. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, 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 balance. It's the you, you know what I mean. I, I, always, I always dreamed of that, but like and, and I'm grateful of it. But it's just like. That's why for me, like uh, uh, even now, I told myself like I, I I don't have to forget the studio because if I lose the only creative moment I have with myself to trade with something which is ultra social and ultra uh, uh, 
uh, outgoing and so on, then I'm going to lose myself. And, and, and this could have repercussion with uh, my artistic uh, honesty as well, you know, and, and the output Absolutely. I'm going to put out as, as a DJ, you know, as well. And, and so it's it, it, easy to lose yourself like uh, in this world, you know? So, um, yeah. It, yeah, I mean, it's really important to remember to catch yourself on that. I've yeah. gone through it, you know, especially like in the past when I was, you know, going through more of my party phase and stuff like that, not spending enough time or doing the research. And like, yeah. I think, I mean, I don't really have regrets. I wanted to live life to the fullest and I did, but it really is important. It, even if you're not on the road traveling, like maybe you're just working too much in the office. Like you got to yeah. find a way to make life balance for you. Otherwise you're going to lose your mind yeah. or get depressed or do stupid shit. You know what I mean? It's really important. Yeah. Um, so you recently had an album come out on Mord. Yeah. Uh, you know, your discography is pretty small, but like you've been on labels like R&D, KSR, Hayes, Paranoia, Mord, 47, with the most recent stuff being on Mord. Yeah. I remember the earlier stuff being, maybe I think it was on Hayes. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Where It, it was quite maximal and busy. There was like a lot of layers and stuff. <laughs> Lavals, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then, you know, by the time your album arrived... There's still a lot of complexity, but it's like very much more refined and reduced. Yeah, I'm reducing. How did you? How did like? You know, conceptually, how did you find yourself going towards that direction? Um, I, I think just because they all came out um, in a variety, relatively next to each other. But 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 um, most of the work I put out is two years a period of time that I put it out. So like it, it's just a constant evolution uh, of thing. And, and I will produce a lot at that time, a bit less recently. But um, I think that was most of my work during COVID, which I will just constantly uh, do music. And at some point I started realizing when I was listening to, to my track myself, I was like, um, everything starts sounding a bit the same or a bit too, um, too accent on, on a, on this extravagancy of uh, sound design, you know? Yeah. And uh, and, and then I, fi- I figured out that I was like, maybe I was trying to prove too much. <laughs> Some more, I, I wasn't at the time, but, but I feel Just maybe excited I, to fit it all in yeah, there, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 but but I, so I come to the conclusion that back then, like, uh, that wasn't my intention, but I think unconsciously, I, I wanted to to show a maximum of creativity. And I was like, uh, yeah, but this is a wrong artistic take. So I, so I was like, I have to do less, you know, less and more conceptualize my music you know and that's why I started developing this way of like um, how I will approach the music and doing less but more in, in the sense uh, that the, I learned especially recently like to when I reach a certain typical point creatively and, and then I just start uh, my, my I will never stop creating so I will not have like a complete creative block but I will have a red flag when I start hearing the track and like uh, I think I start reusing too much of my uh, my old tricks and stuff like that, and then it get too easy. And if it get too easy, it lost something in it. So I, so I would just stop, and and I learned to to make pretty big stop of music for like even a month sometime, and just start living my life. So that's the moment when you would see me out in the club, or you would see me uh, having coffee, or just traveling, not not for gigs, but like sure, a, real travel, just yeah, yeah, or like. A, Oh, actually, like I will find time for myself because that's when I need to to get idea again. And and um, so I would say like it's not necessarily my creative process that changed, but more the intention. So I will have like a more clear vision of what I want to say. And uh, and that was my biggest uh, progression, I would say, in music is like being more structured and on. Oh, I want to say this with with this with this uh, piece of music instead of like oh I'm gonna do it, you know. 
Totally. So, you know, that you know, that's kind of where I wanted to go next. So yeah. for example, your album it's quite cinematic. Yeah. Stripped down, but uh, you know, cohesive and everything in that regard. Do you kind of come up with a concept in mind and then chase that? Or do you start just kind of seeing jamming around and then realizing there's something there and chasing that? Like how do you, how do you develop the idea like, all right, I finally have a vision. This is how I'm going to get there. So most of the time, this came out actually from the breaks I, I talked to you about. So um, usually, like, I don't think, uh, oh, I'm going to do an album or something, but, like, I'm going to have, like, a precise um, aesthetic idea, and and then I will start writing about it. So I will, like, uh, for, for Les Sommes Som de Londres, which means, um, uh, what do you say in, uh, in English? Uh, it's like the sleepy ones. So like when you, you know, when you walk, when you're, you're awake. Yeah. So because I had, uh, like when, the time I did it was because actually I was musically a bit lost. So I felt like I was uh, sleeping, but uh, while being alive. And I just started thinking about it a lot. I was like, ah, I feel like I'm in a dream, but I don't wake up. And, and uh, uh, but more creatively, you know, so I would just like being lost and doing stuff without purpose. So I felt uh, f- like a sleepy ones, you know? And, and I, I remember like it would just eat me alive. And then uh I was like, oh, I'm gonna wrote about this, and I, and, I, and I wrote like I feel like I'm a somnambule, and uh, and, and I, I remember like I just read this, and I was like, oh, th- there is quite something uh, creative around this, you know, and I don't know, and I, and I start thinking over and over and over again, and I'm like, oh, but I think I found my new, my new um, creative process. So like I would just approach the studio, then I was like, oh, I'm gonna do a series of 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 music without genre oriented around this concept, and I think it came out with like. Uh, in six months, like twenty tracks, like um, that I want that I kept, let, let's say. And but I but I will also jam around, but always with this intention. Of course, so, so I will. So, so you have something in mind, what to go for? Exactly, but but, but so I, I still love to have a blank canvas and just create for no reason. But now I'm trying to do it as well with a with kind of chapter in my life. So there's moments where I need to just think. I just, I, I need to think. And I'm not going to stop doing music, but maybe I'm going to apply pure, I'm going to design sound, you know? This just for, to keep uh, the physical interaction uh, of doing it. But when it comes to creative thing, like I, I really have these strict rules now that as long as I don't find the message, then I cannot do music. And, and I prefer this than just doing uh, um, music that don't have sense to me. Because I want, totally. I want, uh, like, and that way, so I, ca- I kept uh, I kept him reduced as well, and but more, more powerful for me, you know, and 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 um, so yeah, and, and then I now now like, like sometimes it takes even three months to come, you know, but uh, I would just design sound like sound design and stuff like that, do my gigs now and stuff like that, but but um, when I come out with the idea, oh no, I know exactly what I want to say. That's when I go back to the routine of uh, of intensive studio and and and, um, and and discovery, you know. But I'm waiting always for the idea to come to me totally so there's definitely concepts to it yeah, yeah you know there's a lot of people that kind of i mean especially if you're a, an aspiring producer and you don't have that much experience it's hard to conceptualize if you've never really like maybe you didn't go to art in school or anything yeah, like yeah. that you're not a creative mind it's hard to train yourself to that um but you know there's a lot of people that just kind of paste together sample packs and sometimes the results are awesome so i'm not even hating on that but you know, I think for people that maybe don't think of things from a creative approach, it's 
definitely worth worth considering. You know, listening yeah. to what you have to say, me like, oh, how can I apply this to my shit? Because it's yeah. super useful. But, but you know, like for example, like there's so simple stuff you can you can even do to to because you're not necessarily born with a creative mind or something to say. Yeah, it's okay, but uh, but but you can explore, and that's a curiosity you need to. Um, um, like, we, people need to train their curiosity. So instead of using sample pack. Learn to sample. Like, like, no, like, totally. You, you, you know what I mean? Like, there's a whole world of, uh, there's a whole art of sampling and stuff like that. I'm not saying just uh, dropping a, a loop stall in one song. I'm I'm singing like that. Yeah, like sampling. Like, if if you like using sample, like this could lead you to listen uh, folk folks music. Uh, listen, listen some super old one. Trying to listen movies and training your ear to catch a, a certain moment. Being on the street with a, a recorder, you know, and and this improve also like a. a your cognitive, uh, 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 um, your cognitive uh, faculty, you know, it's proved as well, you know. So, I think it's just like if you have an idea of something to say, like try to conceptualize it. Uh, and even if you totally. don't know, it, we have like millions of books. We have a, we have even YouTube now. But, but but I'm saying more, yeah, like like sparks yourself the interest of 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 of, of, of maybe the sleepy creative mind that uh, that you have, you know. Totally, and I think you know once you start. Once you train your brain to start looking for things, like yeah. especially if somebody teaches you a, a trick in music, be like, pay attention for this, and all of a sudden you hear it in every song now, and you can you can never not hear that again or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the same thing, like you said, for looking for samples. There'd be sometimes we're sitting there with friends on the couch watching a movie or something, and there's a vocal. Maybe it's super funny, or maybe it's like sounds cool, but you're like, oh my god, that's an insane sample. Yeah, and they're like. Actually, yeah, that is fucking cool. I mean, yeah. half the time I'm too lazy to record that stuff, <laughs> yeah. but like I can pick that out or be like, I'm I'm totally gonna rip that off for my next intro to my DJ yeah, set or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And then like once you think like that, though, uh, it never stops and no, it's, no. it gets easier to pick up that stuff. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and also it's fun. <laughs> it's totally, <laughs> it is know? so fun. Like you know, and, and that's why I was I was saying you know like, uh, but even me, you know, like 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 uh, me, I'm more like uh, like the sound design nerd. But for example, like uh, um, when I talk to sound design to people, they're like, "Oh, you like to do sound on synth?" I'm like, "No, no." Like I found, and I know they're all tech, but that's my personal point. Yeah, I, I hate synthesizer. <laughs> I, no, I get it. Like, 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 like um, I mean, I know how to use them and everything, but I always hated it because I, I found it too complex for the sound it had. You know, and 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 uh, and and I learned how to how to use synthesis. But for a long time, I, I was refusing to learn synthesis because I was like, this is so, so boring for me. But then I learned, uh, like, a, but but I was sparking interest of recording stuff and treating it. So I learned, uh, I don't even know if I can call this synthesis, but I, I, I learned like sound morphing and, and, and destruction of, uh, of record, totally. like re restructuration of sound itself, you know? And eventually with this knowledge, like I, I understood synthesis in, in later moments, you know? But, but it's about, I think, you know, it's like, you you have to think a bit out of the box and and finding something because let's be honest like producing music if you don't have any interest can seem very boring you know for my girlfriend like when she see me and I'm here I'm talking to her about you see I did this noise with that and that she's like yeah this is amazing <laughs> but she don't care <laughs> but, but and, and I'm like I totally get it you know but like it's about like creating what what is fun to you and and I think every everyone can find it like you know it's just about you do a scan of what you love even if it's a sport or something and and how can you be creative out of this you know and then uh, you like to do basketball bring you field recording with you and it's <laughs> absolutely you, you know? know i mean like I, 
and anybody can do it. There's so many apps. I was on Easy Peasy. I got a sound pack on there. You can check out with a bunch of people. There's Ableton Note, like things where you can just do the stupidest shit. You and your friends could be fucked up at home with an after party, and you can type in some things in there just for like a game. And like, just again, it's exercising that part of the brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You know, you brought it up a number of times, and I think I have too the the emphasis on sound design in your productions. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people on the show that don't really under they don't have a studio mentality at all. So we're yeah. talking about like just cool sound design creation versus melodies and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh you know, when it comes to techno, there's the classic blueprint of like you just have one synth line and it's just this melody that repeats over and over, and yeah. then you have your nine or nine drums. In a way, you know, I'm thinking like Rob Hood, Jeff Mills, yeah. all that stuff, Surgeon. In a way, that's all you will ever need for techno, and it still sounds amazing all these years later. So I can't, I can't argue, I can't fuck with that. But I know, as someone who's been in this, spent way too much time in the studio. After a while, your brain desires more, mm. and it it gets harder for me to just be like, okay, let's hit random until we land on a synth sequence, and then yeah. put put the nine or nine over it again and call it a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing wrong with that, but I'm chasing more now. And also as a DJ, I'm trying to find tracks that really do emphasize new sound design, shit I haven't heard yeah. before, new new vibes. And you're definitely doing that kind of stuff. You, you've been posting videos lately about um, these crazy Ableton racks that you make, yeah. <laughs> like these sound generators. Um, haven't done some of that stuff myself. There's it can generate just some of the world's worst shit you've ever heard, <laughs> but then you hear that like little two seconds of genius where you're like that that's the track right yeah, yeah. there. So uh, like uh, like uh, last year especially like um I I had, I had uh, last year the second part of the year creatively in the studio I had nothing to say again and I I completely assumed it I was like I, I'm I'm an inspired and so so I will just not plan on doing uh, any music for the moment and I was like it's fine I'm gonna focus on on digging some tracks and so, but I would still go to the studio and I was like, oh, what can I do to prepare my next awaken? You know, like a, totally. So that's why I was like uh, experimenting with those rack idea, you know, and um, and the idea of randomness for me, like I, I like it, but I also like to to not um, relay on, on on on. There's almost too much emphasis yeah. on randomness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so so I was like, how can I explore the concept of. Uh, Randomization and so on. So I'm like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to build myself like an instrument uh, within Ableton, and uh, it's basically like hundreds of modulation that get triggered randomly when I press uh, MIDI information. <laughs> so it, but it's really fun in the sense that I can, uh, it make very extremely uh, extreme results in terms of sound design that are not even sounding like a synth, you know? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a new palette. Yeah, really. and 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 uh, and. It, and the way I, I, I set it up is really my, um, I don't know even know how to describe it, but it's really my, my type of sound design, which is insectoid, uh, cyber. <laughs> yeah, very <laughs> digital, but like lots of movement, so it almost yeah, feels but, organic. But, 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 but that's the thing, uh, like about my music in general, like I use randomness, or, but it's not randomness, autom- automated. I, uh, I use o- automated automation. Controlled chaos, yes. let's say. But, 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 but it has to be structured because uh, I want the music to feel independently evolving, but not musically random. So like even like if I had sure. like, in the instrument I have, even if I would have like hundreds of modulation going on, I do this because I won't be physically or mentally capable of uh, of uh, of keeping control on all this thing. But I do it on very um, 
human element. So maybe there could be a, a very tiny velocity change, or yeah, like ten percent. Yeah, yeah, or, 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 or the tails, the tails of the of, of the reverb, or or very small details that make that make it imperfect. So like, not imperfect, but unpredictable. And but 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 the core have to have to be recognizable, you know. And that's that's why I develop my music in general. It's like I try to be hyper realistic in a sense. And and and, and this I found the inspiration more when I listen the life itself. That life is is it's ridiculously complex, you know. Like like yeah, like, totally. Like our, our brain, our, our, everything in life is is so complex, you know. Like and and you just look at the at any trees, you know, and you're gonna be, this is ridiculous, you know? And, 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 but that's what I found like hyper realistic. Like when, that's my concept again of perfection and perfection is like, a, if you look at life as a perfection, it's so chaotic that this chaos itself proves that, uh, yeah, perfection is unpredictable. And, and, and that's why uh, I spiritualize uh, the music. And so and even in my Sundays, and I'm trying to do this almost alive, the, uh, uh, Sound frequencies. <laughs> yeah, I think people really respond to that. <laughs> you know, and and then um, yeah, like I, like I try to touch people in, in certain way, and even if I do sound design and weird stuff, like it, uh, like uh, even disturbance. You know, I, I really love this concept of disturbing people. But oh yeah, you know, or even frustrating, and and even as a DJ, you know, it's like instead of giving you exactly what you would expect at that time, no, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna do some things that gonna shake you and you're gonna be like oh i don't know if i like that <laughs> you know man that's a big big thing for me right now uh it's been that way in my set since the pandemic kind of kicked back when i came back i was like it you know it's honestly it's kind of i, I just stole it from apex in a way obviously he does it way cooler when he does it live <laughs> but i went and saw him play and it was incredible but i'm sitting there and i'm like absorbing it and some of it it's like borderline like i don't know if i'm into this man yeah. I'm like borderline not down with this shit, but I'm still in awe. And then the next day you realize like, actually that was great and I needed that. Yeah. And I saw like a lot of basic ass people coming to that show that you would never imagine to be Apex Twin fans. And you know that generally speaking, that's the only crazy artist they listen to and they had their minds rearranged, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I'm not really going to the level that he takes it, but I do like the idea of kind of pushing people's buttons or it's like, I'm going to like, Maybe I'll bring it down way low for two tracks and then yeah. bring it way back up, like kind of play with people to the point where like, I, I don't know if I'm into this, but then the later on they realize they appreciate it. And I'm trying to do that with my productions as well. Yeah, yeah. Like you got this beautiful track and all of a sudden, bam, this over the top distorted element comes in, which should be fucking terrible, but somehow <laughs> like it is just perfectly and smoothly yeah. put in, but you're like, that wasn't what I expected. It's, it's, it's an element of surprise, I think, and you know, and like, like, uh, and, and and, and I think it's great to not be afraid of that. And uh, even as the DJ said, as you say, you know, like like you play with, you mentioned affix Twin, but yeah, you don't know if you like that, but that makes you remember it. Yeah, it's something to chew on. Exactly. You know? and, and, and and my approach of music is not, is not uh, with people like that, but I'm like, uh, I want to touch people at least, you know? But totally. Touch, but, 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 but in my personal life in general, I, I learned pretty early that uh, uh, there is a few factors that are very powerful in life. There is fear, hate, and pain. You know, that's more, some of the most powerful... Uh, uh, well, and love. And love, of course. But I will come... Uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not anymore. But, <laughs> like, but uh, it's very uh, powerful um, factors. So, like, um, so, so I feel that there are 
always wrongly uh, perceived, but they are powerful. And uh, um, and um, I'm gonna talk, I'm gonna quote Tom York that said like the day that people stop listening to sad music, that means that they already gave up. Interesting way to put it. I haven't heard that one. Yeah, because because he, he was answer, answering that uh, that everybody thinks he's doing uh, sad music, and he's like, yeah, but the the message is optimistic. It's because you want to face it. You know, yeah, totally. And 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 this really, I was like, wow, that's a, that's a beautiful way of saying it. You know, and 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 I understand what you mean of that. It's like like if if something disturbs you, you will remember it. If you if you hear something that you absolutely love, but you expect next week, you're gonna hear another one. So like so like uh, so, totally. So 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 I'm like, it, it, there's no wrongdoing, you know. But but uh, but uh, I'm I'm looking more for the. The element of surprise or the shock, you know, because that, of course, uh, because I don't know, I just like this. You know? <laughs> like, uh, totally, I mean, <laughs> it keeps it interesting, you know. And I, obviously, other people enjoy that too. You got a nice thing going, and I think people do pick up on those details. You know what yeah. I mean? There's a lot of people making a lot of cool techno tracks. Some are amazing because they're so basic, yeah. and some are amazing because they're less predictable. You know yeah. what I mean? But like. You you land in that latter category and, and people recognize it and appreciate it and I I think you're doing the right thing. No, know? it's great. I, I, I was also surprised that he that he the, the, I was also personally surprised that he that he pick up on 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 many people, you know. But but uh, but the lesson I came out of this is like yeah, like, like uh, despite what everyone can say, not everyone, but a lot of people can say that it's not possible that people are not as tension part them like. Uh, here, here I am, <laughs> like doing doing absolutely not uh, not a radioish uh, type of structure, like uh, against uh, musical theories and so on. And it touched people, some of them. Yeah, you know? of so, course. So, so, so I'm like, so I'm like, uh, it it is possible, you know. But 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 for that, I had to first uh, kind of not giving a fuck uh, if it work or no. But that's not giving a fuck that that give me this freedom. Uh, thank you. That give me this freedom of um, of creation, like because I was so isolated of. What conventionally work? I'm like, I will do it for myself first, and and mm -hmm. what come next? It's not, it's not my, uh, it's not my. Uh, not too worried. There's, there's no control on it, you know. Yeah, like, uh, you got to follow the fun compass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. just uh, it's out there. Let's see if uh, if uh, the big man upstairs like decided good or not. Totally. <laughs> so you know, we've talked a lot about you and your production and your style. Yeah. Do you? To my knowledge, you don't have any collaborations. Do you, do you see that as something in your future, or do you, right now do you feel like it's, not uh, it's I, all about me? Uh, no, 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 no. I, I, I'm not against uh, um, collaboration, but it's just uh, um, I, I, in general, I reduce a lot my output in music. Yeah, well, I mean, you you don't release a whole lot to begin. Well, you release a lot, but like the actual number of solo EPs and stuff, it's not so many. No, as you have five or six, but yeah. but, but because I liked as well, uh, I had the opportunity to do a few LP. You know, which yeah. which I I always like, you know, and and uh, but I feel that, for example, like last year I released almost I think I released only Mord, the, the LP, yeah. but because I felt it was enough. It's it, it's it, like like I, I felt that that if I put too much, I will just put attention on other people. So mm -hmm. I like to separate my work like this because people then really listen longer to it and maybe associate history with it, you know, and 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 I still do a, a, like a. Um, an unhealthy amount of music, <laughs> but but, uh, but I don't feel that I necessarily have to put it out uh, anytime soon. And and, and collaboration, I I, I want uh, like I, I waited so much because I I want to do it either with a close friend or, or like I don't want to do association just to do association like that. Absolutely, I, yeah. I, I did some remix, but um, 
But yeah, but the, but I think more will come in the future. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, like when I when I first started out, actually, I was doing a lot of collaborations yeah. uh, with my partners, attack people. Uh, that went well, and then we just kind of did our focus on our solo stuff. And I, I primarily did solo stuff for quite a long time. Yeah. I mean, I, I I did go on to do some records with like Mark Broom and Joel Mall and stuff, but yeah. uh, really, it wasn't until maybe the last five or six years where I started to open up to the idea of collaboration again. Yeah. Like, I felt like, you know what? I've proven to myself and to others that I can make these kind of records or I know I can say what I want to say. But I was, like, more open to the idea, like, okay, this could be a collective process. Yeah. And it, it is really satisfying. But when it comes to collaborations, you have there has to be some, like, harmony to it. Because yeah. if, if you feel like you're doing all the work or, like, you can do everything this person's doing better than they can then there's no point in doing it no, no, no. you want to only collaborate with people that you're like you know what you go and do what you want even if it's not the vision i had it's probably going to be pretty cool yeah 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 but, but that's why like um i have a few artists uh, i can mention too actually the, like one of the closest i have musically and and we are collaborate even even in when we perform is uh, norback uh-huh and um but even it's been three, three years we say we have to do a collaboration yeah but we are so It, both of them like we are so both of us sorry we are so picky on the, on the what is gonna be the output that almost every collab we did we say we have to wait longer we have to do something uh, because we both change uh, what we want to create uh, every three months almost you know so we say like no no, no. we have to, to make it in the right time in the, in the correct setting and with, when we both connect at the same moment you know that's why we wait no. so long you know and I feel this This comes as well with um, the, the fact that why I don't collaborate is not that I don't want to, but it's because it's harder for me to find someone with um, the same uh, mindset. Of Absolutely, me. you know. And uh, and I am pretty sure I have some friend that I know I want to do it with, and 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 and, and time will come when it has to come, you know. <laughs> Absolutely, it has to be natural. Yeah, it's yeah. not going to work, and nobody wants to hear a record of like two or three people get together if it's just whatever. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean. Yeah. So. Um, I got a couple more questions for you, more on the studio part before we move on. Just because if I don't ask, people are they want to know this stuff. But like for example, yeah. are you all in the box? And if if so, do you ever see yourself buying hardware or anything? So I'm all in the box, yes. Um, but I do I, I do enjoy like sometimes when I visit some friend, like uh, instead of sitting down and and um, just showing what we did on that button, I, I like to press record. And we just jam around and just experiment totally. around, and then uh, then we separate the files and uh, and we say yeah we can both use it you know and, and of uh, course yeah or with a modular synth uh, like I know how to use or uh, to build a modular I just didn't buy one and it's not that I'm against machine but I created a sort of a, sort of a virtual uh, uh, live setting uh, on my computer which is uh, which I never stop the sound when I produce for example so I always have like this uh, very fast way of producing even with a uh, With software, but um, I, I feel that for me, like I need to have everything right in front of me because if I have, I don't know, my, my drum machine on the left, my synth on the right, uh, something for some people it work for me. It, it will. You I, gotta. I, it sucks otherwise. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, uh, my my current studio setup, I got the two big keyboards yeah. kind of sitting behind me. I'm half, I'm never touching them half the time because of that. And yeah. if I do want to use them, I just throw everything off the desk and I move that big fucker onto the desk. And it's like this setup 
it has to be temporary because yeah, yeah. what's you know it, ru- it ruins the workflow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, yeah, it's more that's the thing. It's more a question of workflow, you know. So, but but what I told you at the coffee earlier is like now I have my studio space, which is a bit uh, further from my place, and and at my place now like uh, I have a few drum machine. And I, and I told myself, it's good that I separate both, you know. So I have like a bunch of FX pedal with the simplest, I have like a, one clone of um, the 808 and the 606. They're my two favorite. And and, and, uh, and, uh, and I found them great to jam around, you know. And I just Absolutely, like, yeah. I, I, I plug them both, you know, and use both in combo. And I send this to the Zendele. <laughs> And I just record whatever output came out of there, you know. and Totally, just resample yeah. it for later. Yeah, I don't even have a synth. For example, like, like like I just have this and, and and a bunch of recording, and I'm like, it's great. I have the extremely limited. Uh, totally. Uh, I yeah. mean, I did um, the track I did on Token this this organ trail. That's yeah. just a Joe Mox drum machine and a Space Echo. Yeah. Plug, you know what I mean? Like you don't you don't need much. You no. just it's all about that modulation and getting creative. Yeah, exactly. Things, and, you know? and, 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 yeah, especially with like a Space Echo Zendele is, is a is another type of delay as well, but, but there's so much stuff you can do out of it. And, and uh, yeah, and then I will just finish the process in the studio later on, you know. But I'm open for the machine, like, uh, but, but but it's just uh, since first I never had the money to to, to buy them. Absolutely, like, yeah. <laughs> that was the first reason, and uh, that I just learned for years uh, without having money to do with what I had, which was my computer uh, at that yeah, time, right know? in the headphones yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah. Do you? Uh, well, I guess you said you share a studio now, so you got like studio monitors there. And yeah, yeah, but, but, but surprisingly, it's really new. I, I joined the studio like in uh, October last year, and uh, and before I used to do it in my room with my Yamaha H7 untreated room all the time. Yeah, <laughs> like, but uh, like, uh, I, I know it sounds surprising for some people, but I'm like, yes, but somehow, like, I did it for almost a decade. So, I, so I'm like, I know. I know what frequencies are, so like I can, even in a very shitty room, like I can, I can, I can put a spectrum, and I can understand what I have to correct at least, you know. And, and absolutely, yeah. Like, like nowadays, everything is so precise; you can you can do it like that, you know. And uh, but now it's much better with the studio. I gotta admit, it's more uh, less time consuming. But yeah, it never really stopped me. You know, I just do what I have. Totally. You, <laughs> I mean, you kind of have to. Like when I was growing up and doing it, it was, there was no option for it. Yeah. Now there's, you know, you can get room correction software and stuff, which has, you know, a lot of debate over whether it's cool or not. I don't even want to go into that in the podcast, but like there are options and technologies like just room treatment has come a long way. Yeah, yeah. And you, you always hear these producers like they, they wish they could afford really nice monitors and like nice monitors are amazing. Don't get me wrong, but it's not a necessity. It's almost more important just to know your room. Or like honestly, if you're doing it in your bedroom, just put up some shelves and throw a bunch of shit in there or some blankets. Like that kind of stuff naturally starts to make the sound. Yeah, but more I, again, again, we come back to this hot text again. But, but like uh, people just find excuse and compensation. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. It's just like a like a, sorry if I offend someone out there, but it's like it's like you need like with, like as an artist, I think you need. And I had this, uh, don't get me wrong, I have a lot of doubt as, a, as an artist, and I think we all had, and I think you can relate to this, we all have like uh, lack of confidence on so many points, and that's the life of course, of my we, whole we, life is that. Yeah, I hate my music. <laughs> like everything I do, like after a while, I'm like, this is shit. Yeah. <laughs> and, but, but it's okay, but it's like, uh, it's about like, uh, this is this challenge that is also training, it's about like, 
purchasing like and, and, and challenging yourself and, and and doing what you have like and, and that's why for me like I was like uh, that's why I would not watch like those YouTube documentary and stuff because everybody said like yeah you have to buy that drum machine and this and I would listen to the drum machine I'm like yeah it's sound great but like like, that's, like, what's like, the point? Yeah, yeah. like 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 it's gonna be it's gonna be ripped uh, in the MP3 on YouTube and played by some guys like on some genetic. Uh, <laughs> yeah. well, totally, that's why I even argue. Like, do I give a shit if I have it in wave format? <laughs> no, because the path from the mixer, which you're definitely redlining, because if you ain't redlining, you ain't headlining, <laughs> and then it goes into compressors and whatever the sound guy thinks is cool. Yeah, through the air yeah. and all that reverb and shit into like drunken high people's ears. I'm like, why are we splitting hairs here? You know what I mean? No, like, but like, I, like you know, like like uh, of course it's great to 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 have good sound quality, but I mean like you know, it, but but again like, uh, it's great to have like amazing uh, speaker and so, but like this time we come, you know, like like uh, if you can afford it, do it, but. But hey, like, like, truth out there, we're not all fucking rich, you know. Like so, totally, so, yeah. so don't go into modular if you're not rich already. Like, if you don't have money, you know, it's it's fucking expensive, and you don't need that to start doing music, you know. Like, start doing music, learn to do it, and once you can, you save enough money to afford that, then that would be great because otherwise you're gonna just arrive on a super complex world, don't know how to use it, and you're gonna spend, and you're gonna be frustrated because you just spent two thousand bucks on a. On a drum machine, and yeah, it, totally. It, so it's better. It's better to learn to do it with a with a with a fruity loops reason or whatever with a cracked version. If you want, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Just I mean, try it out, you know. And then when you can afford that, that's what I did. Huh? Like, I, I, like I, until I could afford, a, I could afford a button and then I bought it. But I'm like, yeah, just do with what you have, you know. It's uh, totally. You know, like, are you familiar with Un U U N? Yes, it, yeah. yes, 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 yes. I mean, uh, his tracks, like his synthesis is always so fucking cool. And like, yeah. that's the kind of stuff I want to make out of modular. But he's just, he openly just like, yeah, make it in Reactor. I'm like, well, why do yeah. I need to spend four grand on a modular? Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean like, the, um, don't get me wrong, like, I think Modular is great as well, especially for the physical interaction of it. But uh, yeah, now you have a VCV rack available. You have a, a oh, so warning, all the analog guys, no. It, yeah, it's not the same sound. Like, the fucking yeah, faces yeah. So, are red so right yes, now. I agree. It's not the analog sound. But <laughs> if your intention, you don't give a fuck if it's sound analog or digital, and you just want to find new type of sound, and so there is modular alternative out there, like VCV rack, like reactor, like like uh, yeah, so many of them anyway. And 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 you will find creative surprise by by doing it, and in the same process of building a patch, and so and you can learn synthesis like this, and, and it's great, you know, and and, uh, and 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 I think again as well, it's a great way as well to learn modular synth, you know. Oh, and, totally. And so I've, you and know I, what you need to buy exactly, and, and save yourself a couple of thousand. Of Man, dollars. this is the biggest thing. Like I got into modular for a month, spent only like seven or eight hundred, which is basically nothing in the modular <laughs> world, and I like kind of started writing stuff down. And what I thought I would need would be like $3,000 worth, which is more realistic. So I just sold everything. Fuck that. But then years later, when I start to learn synthesis a lot more, I realize like, wow, thank God I didn't do that. Because I could have done it with so much less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah like you can... Uh yeah, you just have to uh, modularize. Is very dangerous if you don't know exactly where you want to go. And and, uh, and the but that's do, also half the fun. Not yes, every, it's true. you know the, it's some true. of these people. It's just about the journey and not the destination. Yeah, that's true. That's true, that's true. Unfortunately, sometimes they want you to hear the journey. and You're like, oh man, you really need to <laughs> cut this down here. You know, but hey, uh, there's plenty of great modular stuff. I don't want to rip on you guys too much. <laughs> um, obviously, you really enjoy making music. How important is the DJ part of the equation? 
Uh, so uh, that's my biggest discovery of the last three years. And then I, I completely fell in love into, into DJing because um, I was very snobby, <laughs> to be honest, as a, as a lifelong producer about DJing because I was like, oh, that's it. And I was like, yeah. but, but because I didn't understand what is real DJing. And, 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 I, and I, I start diving more and more into the, what for me I consider as the art of DJing, which is far more than just uh, digging and, 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 um, and, and what you do on the mixer, but, but more, the more observational aspect, di different location where you play, at what time you play, like the risk, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and, yeah. and, and, and what, and, and do more with less as well, you know, and, and, and recently, like, I think like, yeah, like the last two years I've really pushed through, like finding new way of, or creating my own style of, of of mixing to a point where no, I'm almost doing, almost sort of like of a nibwid live, finding finding your voice too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, but because because I even found I was like I always telling myself, how oh, can I bring my uh, musical aesthetic within my DJ set without playing only my tracks? Exactly, yeah. And I found it like by uh, by I don't know using one of the CDJ with my weird sound design stuff, you know, or or, or finding a capella and just kind of like sometimes use a even using as a drum machine sometime and using OQ with just drum loops on top of other. And that's why I start having so much fun because then I can, you know, because when I start DJing, I start first like uh, to think like, oh, I have to be technically really good. So I start three decks, four decks and so, but then I realized, yeah, okay, cool. But like 90% uh, of the room don't give a... They don't even know. Yeah, yeah. They don't and, even if, know. and if you are a good DJ, they don't they know how many They should know, exactly. <laughs> that's the point. It's like, I don't want, when I'm going to, when I'm going out, I don't want to hear like uh, four drum loops being stuck together. Oh, it's the worst. It's, 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 it's so boring. All the time it's, it's so boring. And, 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 and that's why people, like, 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 there's so many people, it's just like about showing off. And they, no, I think like the, like the real good thing is like if, you, if you're doing less and like, and I know like, like uh, I'm thinking like a best example of that, like, like Zach, the DVS one is, is incredible for that. And, and uh, you will never understand that it's, that it's one track or a remix or an edit or, 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 or three or four tracks at the same time, you cannot tell. And that's what, for me, when, when, it's, when it's made great, you know, it's, it's just, it doesn't have to be technically hearable. It has to be a musical experience, you know, and, and that's for me tech and, and still ongoing. Huh? <laughs> like, like, and, and we never stop it. Like that takes a lot of mental preparation. Like how you, how you feel in a room, you know, like, totally, this yeah. is for me the most important, like how I feel being calm, because if you're not calm or too excited, then you, you're going to, do too much right at the beginning, you know, like, like the length of your set, the, the, I don't know, there's so much aspect of DJing that I found that is so, so, so similar to the studio somehow, you know, and, and, absolutely, uh, yeah. And now, like, nowadays, like, I found, like, I found it, like, very complementary with my, uh, my studio moments because I, I, I can be very inspired sometimes from, from gigs, you know, and vice versa. Totally. So, you know, who would you say is your favorite techno DJ and why is it me? <laughs> well, no, af but, uh, after, me. after the absolute king, Dustin Zan, <laughs> um, uh, I, I have two personal, um, uh, huge influence figure, if it's okay. I mean, I mean, three with you, of but there is uh, Oscar Mulero, yeah, go and, and DVS One. And, and I'm gonna explain because uh, it's not as a, it's not even their style, it, it's, it's uh, the audacity they had to create that style. It's like, it's like, because for me, it's like, like people, I saw a lot of people trying to be like them, but that's the wrong thing. Like for me, like I'm not trying to be like them because I will never be because they do something naturally that 
That's what people don't understand. It's like they, 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 they use DJ set as a musical. Like I felt like I'm listening sometimes an acoustic drums or stuff like that. You know, like totally, a, yeah. And and, and I, and it's, it, yeah, it's really the approach they have. You know, they they they, they doesn't matter where they're gonna play. Like they're not even imposing their style. It, it's their language. That's how they know it. Yeah. yeah. And 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 for me that that's where where I, I find my influences. It's like I want to find. A language I, I I can express myself the way they did, you know, and 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 now we're seeing the result after thirty years of 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 speaking it, you know, and 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 um, so yeah, they are both like the most influential one, but not even what they do on the, on this, but I'm trying to think of how how they approach it, their approach, you know? the yeah. aesthetics, yeah, it's, uh, you know, the background. And when you listen, so I listen, um, I will listen a lot of interview of them. I haven't discussed because I had the chance to to meet both of them um, multiple times. And, and every time when I can, like, if I talk with uh, Zach or even Oscar, I don't talk about what they do on the mixer because I, of course, like, yeah. I'm not trying to understand it because you cannot reproduce this. It's like, but, but, totally. I, but I, I, I know that they don't even think about it. Yeah, it's just what comes natural. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and then there's a, like, you, you can see it. Like, it's, it's like pianist people, you know? Like, you can see them sometimes, like, uh, People playing piano at at a, at a speed that you're like, how oh, can your brain even understand it? And I, and then I remember talking to one pianist that told me like, uh, I don't even think of note, like it's not note anymore. It's 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 it, when I read uh, like uh, the the partition, it's it's it's, it's hand movement, for example. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and, and hand movement equals sound, and 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 then it's just like a so natural that it's just a fruit of movement. And I found this particularly in, uh, inspiring because like. What is dance music? It's music designed to make people have movement. So, like uh, approaching music with uh, the movement approach of it is is, is of great course. for me. You know? and, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you know, it's you know, you brought it up how they have their individual style, and it's true. Like, let's say we take four tracks, and you sit down yourself, Zach, Oscar, me, and you guys say, "All right, you guys mix these four tracks," and if you listen to the recording. If it's the same fucking tracks, but the way they're played will be drastically different yeah, to each other. Totally. And I don't know. It's interesting because on one hand, you know, I've been in, I've been DJing forever. I put a lot of fucking my whole life into this, so it's not that I find it to be um, a lesser craft or anything. But sometimes, especially when you factor in real musicianship, like being able to play instruments and stuff. There, I have my days where I'm like, uh, DJs, they're just jukeboxes, they push buttons, and then I know I'm being too simplistic. Mm. And then other days where, you know, you really do think like how deep of a level like the DJs understand they can control the whole room, especially on those really amazing nights. Yeah. Yeah. So there is an art form to it. I think realistically, it's more leaning towards they do have this like crazy skill or purpose, like a really quality DJ but sometimes some of these people, they do, like everybody, tend to think like they, they walk on water. Sometimes like, well, let's let's slow down a little bit. Yes, you you are a great director. You're performing the right scenes at the right time, but it is still other people's music. And for yeah. most times with DJ sets, that's the case. But then you have these special occasions, you know, you take like, you know, Zach or whatever, yeah. where it actually does transform and become a totally different thing, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, but the... Um but that, that's, that's that's for me the the natural quality of life, you know. It's like the, totally. the natural selection, <laughs> and and uh, but I think DJ in, in the art form, you know, like even I think it's very underestimated in a sense because a lot of people underestimate the the craft itself. They don't they don't they don't push through. They, totally. they, 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 they learn, 
and then they stabilize. And this is for me, uh, it, it frustrates me so much, but like, but like, like, it's not even a judgment, but I'm like, you can do so much more, you know? And, and, Absolutely. And, and, and the funny thing is like, I, I think, um, but even great friend, and uh, I see people having this behavior, like one perfect example I have is the first time I perform in Berkane. And like the first hours, I remember like something, like I, I would play and I would be so, uh, because it was such an important moment for me. I waited all my life to play there. And, th and, then, and then here I am. And the first hour that I remember, I was like playing so, so carefully. Then, then I was like, something wrong is going. And I had to, to step back, smoke a cigarette. I was like, I don't know what, but something is going wrong. And then I just thought to myself, yeah, of course, you're not having fun. <laughs> and, 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 but but I learned a lot from that moment, for example, because I was like, yes, it's it's a, it's a crucial moment of your life. Yeah. Yes, it's a dream. But I'm like, but it's also your dream. So it's like, don't don't think if you're gonna play again. Like maybe like maybe, maybe like you waited all your life to play this. Play for like, now. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, just 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 use this as 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 uh, for yourself. Like that's that's your memory. And that's when I started like, uh, yeah, fuck it. And I started playing absolutely whatever I wanted, you know. And and, and, and I that's seemed, how you get invited back. Yeah. yeah and I, and I, but that, so that's why make my set being more honest as well you know really i mean like you know you bring that place up i've definitely I've, I've been lucky enough to play there a bunch of times and there's a few times like definitely in the middle where i was like whoa even though it went well but mentally i was like because maybe i maybe i played a few too many house records or something like these crazy things you think yeah. in your head i'm like i don't think i'm getting invited back after that set like it went over well but it's not what's represented or whatever and then that, like that's actually the quickest they've come back with maybe another date or something because yeah. you're being yourself. Yeah. And, you know, like that projects onto the dance floor. Like these microphones, if you came in here all sad today because you, your cat died or something, then like you could hear that. And you, you can't hear that as much as a DJ because it's just volume up and down and some EQing, but you can feel the vibe of somebody. Yes, and it's, totally, you totally, know? totally. And, and, and like I always say, like, like, uh, that's why for me, that's the most important part now uh, as a DJ is not what I do on the deck, not what I select, but the intention behind it. And and, and this cannot be, can, can be, and I, and I and I be surprised myself how it can be perceived. And, and, and the, the, I, I found out that some people, like the, the most honest set I did, and, and, and they are recently, you know, like when I started finally stop being afraid and, and, and being really confident of not, giving a flying fuck of what should be a set, you know, and, and, and do it, you know? And, and that's where my, my set became, I have no one to say it, but like at least when, when my set got better perceived, you know, and- And, and you keep getting invited back, so yeah, it's yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, like, But I'm talking even back end, but in general, you know, it's, it, it's um, I found that the audience understood singing my music that I, that I didn't believe could they could feel. And I'm not even playing my tracks or, or anything, but the intention is here. And 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 and, and uh, for example, like when I play, like I, I mentioned Rod Berkham because this is a very special place for me. But 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 when I play there, it's not it's not a normal day for me. It's, there is a massive emotional uh, intention to it, you know. Of and, course, yeah. And, and sometimes even like like I, I do stuff that I like I don't know leaving. A, doing a connection between the opening, the closing, and, and then I'm like, maybe three person in the crowd <laughs> gonna understood it. But I've been surprised recently that how many people actually saw those stuff and, 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 and hear it and, and talk about it. And, and and then I start seeing like people like just texting me, like, you know, like, uh, 
like, like, uh, because, I, like, you know, it's nice if someone told you, wow, best set, I, but my, I don't give a fuck about being the best. Uh, but I, but I, my dream is to, is to be the only one. That I, um, that's why yeah. I'm more, I don't want to be the best at, at my craft. I want to be the, the most unique. That's what interests me the more, you know. And recently, especially, I started hearing more and more that people, like, being appreciating of, of, of the, the musical experience that they never experienced it, you know. But, but, but on a very deep level. And, 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 and that's where I learned as well, again, that, yes, there is, even with a DJ set, despite what a lot of people can understand, there is a possibility and, 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 and a particular impact on people. And you can have great, great, totally. gr great impact on people's life and, 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 and interest like this. So, so yeah, and then discovering along the way, you know. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I would even argue that to an extent, you have more possibility to blow somebody's mind right now than maybe just before the pandemic because there's so many new people into this. Yeah. And it's like, sure, yes, it's a younger crowd. I and mean, as we said earlier, maybe they come for the you know, younger, cornier DJ or something because they're just getting into this. But it doesn't mean that they're only into that. No. They might be into it, you know, or they just don't know what to look for. So, like, maybe they hear something that's, like, 150 BPM and they love that. And then they hear you play 132 with some cinematic stuff. And they're like, I didn't even know techno could be like this. Yeah, you know but, what I, mean? I, I, I had... I had a multiple time um, those type of situation where before gigs I'm like what am I doing on this lineup but then I have two choices it's like like either like uh, either like I'm like uh, doing the frustrated guy that, oh they think I'm a product I'm just a name on the lineup or I take the opportunity to try something because I'm like I double down yeah, for yeah, sure <laughs> but like you know what I mean and it's, and it's like and I, and I saw that it doesn't work all the time of course, but it doesn't matter. You don't need to have the whole room. Maybe there's three people on this crowd. But totally, it, but yeah. it also happened. It also happened like a, like a, a few times where, where I was before some massive uh, hard technology and I'm like, I do not understand what I'm here. But I use, but I use the opportunity to just, since, since I have no, no since in my head there is no point that I'm doing here, then why not doing exactly what I want to do? And I just realized that despite what people think, the crowd, like even if they like soup, they drink every kind of soup. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so, so like, uh, like you can give them, you can give them a great cooked uh, one, and like, and after after five minutes, they don't even realize it's, it's not 150. So they're gonna be super happy with the next DJ, and the, the room gonna explode 60 times more than you. It's alright, but they're still gonna be there for for three hours for your set and listening. And what is important to me is like this is actually some of the most important gigs you could you should do because that, this has an impact on on those kids' life in the future, you know. And and some of them get deeply touched by this. They're like, oh. You spark an interest. Maybe they don't understand it. Yes, as we mentioned before. Of course, yeah, it's new. But, but, yeah. but, but you have to spark the interest, and I say, and, and that's what I say is like, and we need more of that because because if we don't, if if we if, if we know where to be found for this generation to to explore, they will never learn. They will never learn. They, they will have a misconception of what what what, uh, what that style is, you know. And and totally. Uh, and we and we have to do it. With, and, and that's why okay, by the daring instead of, of constantly fearing, you know, because that's fear. Exactly. Yeah. It's like like I'm sorry if some people get offended by that, but it's true. It's it's it's, it's frustration compensated and, and and justification with fear. And, it's be, and because there's a fear that, that uh, that's something. And even if you're successful, you work all your life to be free artistically, free uh, financially. And then after 10 years, you're so scared of losing this that you create a jail around you. And and, and so, so at least for me as well, me, I have the responsibility. I'm, I'm like, no, yes, I could do it more easy. Yes, I could take less risk. But I'm like, 
Yeah, but I'm also for me, I feel the responsibility that because I'm in a, I'm, I'm in a rare position, like, like like I work for it, yes, but like I'm like this is where I wanted to this freedom. So I'm like this is now or never that 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 I have to do stuff that that are not conventionally done with the risk of of, of, of doing a complete flop, and so what, you know? Absolutely, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, it's it's really important to take those risks, you know. And like you said, you show up on some of these lineups, you're like, I have no clue why I'm yeah. on this lineup. <laughs> I mean, I've had that my whole life, but especially now since uh, things have reopened, you know, I play, let's say, the closing shift, not a long set, but like 4 a.m. to 6 or whatever yeah, after yeah. some cheeseball DJ. And I'm like, fuck, I like no matter how well I play, I'm not going to be able to keep the whole room just because we let's be honest, you know, but I'm like, listen, all right, that means I'm going to like try and go even deeper, or crazier on this, like closing the night out sort of tip because while some people will go home, some people are going to, that's their fucking education or their intro to it. And then they'll start looking at other stuff. You know, I had this recently where I played a set, I was doing the, the closing set and it wasn't even necessarily that the lineup was bad, but, um, when I was playing, I see how the crowd was reacting. And it's like, to be honest, like they were pretty still, nobody was leaving, but nobody was really fully dancing either. Like, yeah, I, I think they were pretty high and stuff like that. It's kind of zombie mode. But I was like, man, I, I don't even really know where to go with this. So I was kind of just playing. It was not my finest moment. I didn't play a bad set, but it wasn't amazing. Yeah. But then you get home and read some of these comments that people send you, and it was like some of the craziest shit they ever heard. And yeah. <laughs> but you can you can tell they're new to it, so that for them that was a really great set, and you don't want to be like, oh, First of all, if anybody ever tells you that and you're a DJ, never tell them, oh, it sucked or blah, 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 like, because then it ruins their opinion of it. Like, yeah, just say, yeah. oh, thank you and move on, even if you disagree, because they need, it's important to them to cherish that moment. Don't tell somebody that something sucked. No. So anyway, I didn't, I didn't tell them that, but I like, I knew I was not that great that night, but I'm glad that that was going to like maybe be a, you know, important part towards wherever their musical yeah. journey is going to, you know? Yeah, I, mean? I, I think, um, yeah, sometimes we have we have a, we we can also have misperception of ourselves, you know. But I think like uh, yeah, we have to remember of the, we have to remember of us when we were a kid and and we had that one DJ set or, or moment that make us like wow, like eyes opening, you know. And we had a few moments in our life when you see uh, some special performer and you're like, and yeah, you don't know if you like it, but like you say, I think well, that's a, I think like uh, build an entire life around that. But but uh, but it's also this is like some people are like especially at the end of the night, some are high, some are tripping and stuff like that. And so maybe they don't dancing, but it's like, yeah, the, the, like dance floor is not only made for, for, for music, for, for, for musical explosion and stuff like that, because yeah, it's, it's also, an, it can be an intimate and an experimental space, you know, and, and, and totally, and I love this. And, I love both, you know, but the, uh, I mean, you, you, you bring up an interesting point, you know, there's, um, there's this thing that uh, there's the idea that it's like it's all about the music or the music's the most important part, and it's like at the end of the day, yes, that's true. I'm not yeah. arguing that, but a lot of people really sort of they emphasize that only, and they refuse to acknowledge that one of the best parts about this going out to parties and stuff too is also the social experience and element. Whether yeah. it's meeting new people, meeting new friends, meeting somebody funny. Uh, meeting someone you find really attractive, yeah, like yeah, yeah. all those things, like uh, sitting on the couch and smoking a cigarette or something, is just as important as like being on the dance floor. Absolutely. And it drives me nuts when DJs 
totally ignore that whole other like social facet where I'm just like, dude, this is equally as important as the music. It is, in my opinion. Like, I, I, like, uh, like uh, I found words for myself like to, to use this. Like I always uh, mention that uh, as a DJ, like let, let's see a club and and, and the club night. Uh, a club night as a painting. Like the DJ is a painter. The people are the paint, and and the and the, and the club, the space is a canvas. You remove any of those three, there is no party. Totally. And, and, but, but 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 I say this in a sense that for me the most successful sets is not the one where everybody. Of course, I'm happy if everybody's crazy and so. But mm-hmm. they are not the one that I remember and cherish from my life. The one that I cherish from my life is like when I observe the crowd, and I feel that I'm part of something. Yeah, exactly. That 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 that, that the, the things that happen in the crowd when I look at it, I'm also mind blown, and I'm like, this energy get back to you, and you retreat. Transpeak, but but for that you need kindness on both, both absolutely, are, you know, so and, and, mutual and, understanding. Yes, exactly, yeah. and, and and that's something I miss sometimes with people. But but but, but like it's like um, it happens sometimes wherever I arrive and I feel that I'm that I'm, that I'm, that I'm there and like a, like a, like a, the crowd would be like if I do one mistake they're gonna cut my throat, you know. Mm-hmm. But I decided not to care anymore because why? Because because I think it's important to remind to people that. That the, to remove this perception of like a, that the performer always have to be perfect, you know, and and then people come to have a great night, but like we should all be friends, you know, and mm-hmm. and and uh, but this has to this come because of various uh, various thing and and how it evolved, you know, but yeah, like we have to remember yeah that people can fall in love. I fell in love on the dance floor, you know, and and uh, I've had my nights. Yeah, yeah you know, <laughs> like, and uh, I fell in love on the dance floor. I met some of my best friends on the. On the dance floor, like I, like I, like I had some conversation about stars and religion. On the dance floor. It's yeah, just, man. I mean, that's uh, yeah. kind of why you, go, you come to Berlin. Like yeah. these nights go on all weekend long. Yeah. You can't just dance the whole time. You know no. what I'm saying? And, 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 and but, but yeah, it, it, it has to be part of that, you know. And 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 that's why you know, like sometimes as well, like uh, like uh, I, I like more and more when I don't when I do earlier stuff in the night now <laughs> because uh, no. especially when I'm not into Berlin because Berlin okay like the crowd is used to more trippy stuff and so but sometimes like there is a some club where a, some 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 area in, in Europe where a club is just open from midnight to six yeah so I understand of course that the, that the in that context like the crowd is not used to listen a, a four hours a trippy set because they're not educated to this you know. But uh, but uh, um, but when I but but that's because of that. Also, sometimes we see like people being impatient. But also the DJ, you know, they arrive, and and uh, and, and um, there is no warm up. There is no. <laughs> well, that's more of the subject. But yeah, I mean, it's well, you know, for example, I was telling you the states they close a lot earlier in general. Yeah, a lot of states, um, you know, party starts at 10 p.m. and it ends at 2 a.m. That's four hours. Which means yeah. you basically have one opening DJ and one main act. Yeah. And you can get, you know, there's DJs that are really good at getting the point across in two hours. Like me, I, I need a little <laughs> more time to be honest. But like, you know, then you just have to be smart and be like, I can't play this six minute introspective quells a track. No, yeah. Just kidding. yeah uh, but uh, like, uh, uh, you got, you got to uh, go for bangers. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I, like, uh, let's be fair. Like, I'm per- perfectly conscious my track are a pain. Yes. I was just talking <laughs> shit. But <laughs> no, but it's true. It's like, yeah, yeah, of course. But you have, you have less. But that's right. So, but, but I understand as well, you cannot be, not everywhere you can have a. It's also privileged. I think that in that in, in Europe we have like this culture of like um, not everywhere, but like in some in Berlin, for example, there is this culture of like three plus, sometimes even more, like um, amount of set, you know, like because it's not a normal length. The club are open here, you know, but um, 
but I like I I think it's important for every DJ and and also um, crowd to experience so it's nice you know and maybe call out there to promoter <laughs> to 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 maybe uh, I, I never understood why sometimes like on those on those party like why promoter instead of like spending ridiculous amount of money on six headliner don't do two of them for a longer set. Trust me, man. I, <laughs> I saw a lineup this morning that looks absolutely incredible. They got probably six headliners for one night, and I'm like, this is awesome, but you could have got it done with two and, yeah. and maybe had three or four parties, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just like, uh, uh, like, don't take me wrong, it's great as well to have like this night, but I, I think especially when you have an amazing lineup like that, you know, like... Um, so festival is a different subject, but like for clubs at least, like you know, like either like you have the opportunity to have a great long party and so. But I think it's great also to see those performers on a, on a long length, you know, like because uh, and and even teach like teach people to to come and experience longer sets, you know, as well. This is, this is crucial, I think. Totally, especially considering, you know, we watch our scene slowly move more towards a festival culture and getting the most bang for your buck. Um, and you know things like her and stuff like that, yeah. or, or whore to a lot of the other people. Um, they're getting used to smaller or shorter sets. Yeah. Um, you know, you got to play records during these sets. Who are you looking forward to as um, techno producers? Like when you know their new promo lands in your mailbox. Like who's doing it for you? Um. So um. um so I basically don't, never done <laughs> uh, any promo. For why reason is I don't know why I receive like very random like a lot I receive a lot but I receive also a lot of random stuff of course yeah. and so I came to the conclusion that I that I just don't enjoy everything and I, I, I stopped it when at some point everything started sounding the same not everyone of course so I just like take some of my close friend uh, uh, release and so but I prefer either asking directly. You know, yeah. mm -hmm. because of, if I if I just rely on promo, I, I start being lazy. Yeah, I know a lot of people are like that. They just whatever comes in, like this is what's going to work. You know. Yeah, and, yeah, and 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 for me, and also as a DJ, I like to play stuff that don't not other people play. So like for me, like that always have been my thing of like fine. But even with my friend, when we were just sending track, I will always find the, the thirty view track <laughs> just to totally. You know, and and uh, so what I do now is like. Um, uh, I basically dig, uh, I, I dig a lot, and and uh, and I go to Bandcamp, then I, I know from Bandcamp I follow one artist, and I go this, and I go to even experimental stuff, and I do my digging myself. So then I, that way I can support as well artists uh, in in their way. Absolutely. And, and yeah, and because like if I just have like the, the the promo, I will just don't know like uh, I don't know three hundred tracks that I will have no attachment to it, you know? Like, That's the problem, you know? And and uh, at least if I if I, uh, if I I buy it, you know, as well, like that, that I, I'm more selective, you know? I agree 100%. I kind of, I don't fully go that way, but I, I do that sometimes where I'm just yeah. like, I, I in my brain, I really have figured out how to filter out my promos and what I'm looking for and not looking for. And the stuff that I kind of ignore, I'm not looking for, uh, I don't mind going out and buying it on Bandcamp or finding it two months later on Hard Wax or something. I'm yeah. just even if I got the promo, I'm like whatever. I didn't need it two months ago. I'll buy it now and support yeah. the artist. That's yeah. a, that's better than playing the promo even. You yeah, know yeah, what yeah. I mean? And that way, it reduces that clutter even more where yeah. I can really focus on. I, I, I saw I, like I'm um, I'm coming with this because I learned to DJing a long time ago um, uh, on vinyl at uh, my place. So I, I would I love to go to record uh, record uh, 
record store. You know? I don't even play on Vanilla Part of at home anymore, but like but more for for uh, like an artistic choice, like yeah. because I, I do stuff on the CJ that I will not be able to do on vinyl. But um, but I. I, I still love to dig music and 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 and, and, and finding uh, finding like uh, finding tracks that are not even made out of techno and like oh this I could play and this and and and, and I feel good as well to to like supporting artists uh, at the source you know and like uh, and like that way like I, I, I yeah I keep keep seeing like this and, I, and and that way that I don't uh, I can I don't have so many too much mail going <laughs> yeah no I get it I mean like you see there's a pile yeah. of boxes of records I haven't <laughs> unpacked these records at all. Um, I still like to buy records. I don't buy as many since the pandemic came, yeah. but I, um, I just like shopping therapy. But um, big support of it, and uh, I don't know. It's just cool to support artists. Yeah. Like I love it when people send me free shit. I'm not against it. Send it if you want. Um, but I also I have no problem buying it because it's like, you know, as the sales dwindle and everything like that, and uh, maybe. You know, people are actually getting less for DJ fees these days and whatnot because yeah. of plane tickets and costs and shit. I don't really mind. It's like, you know what? Like, here's the two bucks on Bandcamp. I don't care, yeah. you know? Yeah. And like, I, I even made a, a statement on Instagram, which was sort of contentious. I was just like, dude, everybody on Bandcamp, because they sell the track for like one euro or 150 or something. I'm like, just set it to a minimum of two bucks. Like, yeah, yeah. MP3 sales uh, historically have gone down in price rather than increased. Yeah. And like I get it that people don't want to necessarily spend money on music, but it's like, listen, the espressos and shit that we had today. You know why is how can I? Why is it that I can get a whole EP for the price of an espresso? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, come yeah. on, like yeah. you're worth more than that. You yeah, know? yeah, but but, but um, yeah, like I, I mean, I, I also get if someone don't have a don't have a. As much as me to invest in, mo in money, I'm actually. Oh, it, you shouldn't have but, to spend a lot. But no, just like I think but most I think, people don't spend but, any. But, but I think like for me, it's always been like this. So uh, when I started buying vinyl like a long time ago, I had only money to buy uh, two per month. To be straight honest, you know, and and totally. But my but so my selection would be ultra precise. <laughs> and and uh, you knew each track, and you loved them. Yeah, or, or like in one month, for example, I, like uh, I will do an extra, I will buy a, an album I'm really I'm really attached to, you know. Or, But but it, it helped me to to yeah to to be really selective in in type of of of, of music that I want to play or buy you know and like and and uh, it's not a question of like um, just buying it or no the money it's, it's about for me like uh, if, if you support someone and at the same time like you you at least believe in it right yeah and yeah, also and also like I mean. uh, and, and and it's it, I know it's on weird but like like. Uh, Since I spend money on it as well, it, it proves that myself that, that that there is a value to it, you know. And of th course. Even, even if it's digital, like if I would just see this as files, then I, I would be much less less attentive to what I I, I would see it as an, an insensitive object, you know. And, and 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 that's why I feel sometimes when I, when I well, I don't know just a bunch of promo because I will go so fast because I know exactly what I will looking for. Then that become. It, uh, I might lose in my selection at least, like this uh, personal attachment to it. And this come back to the to the topic we had with uh, about some specific DJ and, and and they could play the same tracks than you, but they it, it will all sound different. But why? It's because I think the approach to it is different uh, um, emotionally. You know? Absolutely. And, and, yeah. and, and so yeah, I, I kept seeing like this, and, and I try to entertain this. Like uh, I like it doing this way. Right on. Um, you know, outside of DJing. 
I think we'll make this one of the last questions here. I just realized we're already over two hours. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what kind of music are you into outside of techno? And Well, I mean, it could be electronic too, I guess, but what what do you listen to at Hard home? Dick, no, of course. Of course. Then, of course. Well, yeah, only. But only. then, but then, <laughs> then I took some note on this actually. But like, uh, no, it's like, uh, so there's going to be a plenty of names, but there's one in particular that has a musician influence for me and probably the most important figure for me is Philip Glass. Oh, amazing. Yeah, like, like he's, 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 he's for me is my favorite composer of all time. Uh, yeah, I've, I've seen him live. My buddy Justin, uh, if you're listening, shouts. I'm, uh, I'm very, very, uh, I'm very uh, jealous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, he was doing the piano studies. Uh, it was uh, a really amazing concert and lucky to have seen him because... You know, he's getting up there in age. And, yeah, yeah, but know, don't tell me about that. Like, because <laughs> well, I, you know, if he comes to Berlin, you gotta go. Yeah, I know, so. but like, he was coming to Berlin, but he sends a Philip Glass orchestra, but he's not uh, there. Yeah, and, like, orchestras tend to do that. No, he, he, like, I mean, his orchestra is great and so, but like, like seeing him live at least once would be one of my dreams, and he's, he's getting very old, so... I touch woods that maybe I'm gonna have the occasion, but in any case, yeah, he had a he had a great influence on me with Enshine on the Beach, Koyanis Katsi, all, all those pieces, Glasswork and piano piece, all of them actually, and uh, this opened opened me to the more introspective aspect of music because that's that's when uh, that was in the moment where I was listening everything apart of techno and and, and this teach me to listen music, like like listen music and and, and not uh, not analyzing it, you know. And um, it, but even it helped me to know listen even techno in a different aspect like in, in being, absolutely having yeah. a third eyes you know yeah there, there's something to it you know like during the during lockdown I uh, we're talking a lot about lockdown this episode <laughs> um, I kind of got you know because like you mentioned some of these other people minimalist composers whether it's Reich Glass whatever. Uh, which I was already aware of before, John Cage, shit like that. I'd started listening to more of that just because I was so bored that I was making food in the kitchen all day, fucking a million breads and all this, and you need stuff. So I just started going through that. Then I realized one day, I'm like, oh my God, I'm, you know, a middle-aged man and I'm like listening to all this like really classic yeah. uh, nerdy stuff and I'm like, there's some sort of stereotype here and how did I arrive at this? But then you realize all this shit is really incredible. When I was younger, like you're like, oh, okay, uh, John Cage, this is interesting. I get it, but I don't get it. And then you yeah. get it when you're later. And I'm not telling you right now that any of my techno records are have a direct influence for that because it's just not that kind of stuff. But, the, you know, there is something to it about the approach and especially now, like I'm not going to have some crazy new success at least in the techno genre that i didn't have before because i've already been around forever yeah. so it's like i'm i'm just gonna do what i do and refine it just like those guys yeah. are and like looking for different things and you, you figure out what's most important to you yeah stuff yeah. like that you know but i mean and the, like um, and they are they basically invented minimalism so, 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 yeah, I'm, so I'm like, yeah. I see your point of connection with techno, that kind of, you know. Totally. Like, I mean, Philip Glass is especially uh, techno. It's, it's so repetitive. Absolutely. Like, I play some of his music. Uh, in Did well. you ever read the article about Philip Glass's Acid House record and how it was made and everything? I don't, I didn't Oh my God, it, it's uh, incredible. <laughs> I th maybe it was through Red Bull or something. I forget. Just type in... Philip Glass, Glass acid. Acid. and I forget who he was hanging with. Maybe from, but he was hanging out with uh, Affex Twin. Yeah, he, yeah, a lot of people. A... But who was in the article? 
not LFO. Anyway, he's talking about like how these they were younger guys, and Philip Glass is like, "Well, I want to go to this rave with you," and they're like, I, "I don't think you get it, Philip. What goes on at rave?" He's like, "I was young once. I know how this shit goes." And they tell the story about how like they took Philip Glass to a rave and everything. I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but it, it's fucking great. Uh, check I, it I, out. Gotta, I always knew Philip was a man. He got it. No, yeah. So so then. Uh, um, Yeah, Otakri and Afex more on the electronic park. Uh, um, um, then I grew up uh, listening a lot of Massive Attack, Gorillaz. Um, Hell yeah. yeah, yeah like, uh, so my dad uh, made me listen like uh, a lot of dub. A lot of, my, my dad. So he was big on that? Uh, he used to sing for Ska. He used to ah, Ska okay. in the 80s. And, and so, like, uh, so he always been been ultra connected with the... Jamaican uh, culture and uh, so I would hear Lee Scratch Perry when I was three you know so, Wild. so somehow I understand how I end up <laughs> like I am today so did you know more like in the techno world does he notice some of these influences as well yeah yeah I, I send him to him I, I, I like to send him my music because he he have a very uh, uh, different way of doing feedbacks you know and yeah like, oh it reminds me of this or, or the percussion thing because he has this acoustic perception So it's, it's it's interesting and and he did me some great feedback sometimes I'm like oh yeah but sometimes it's a bit repetitive too much and then yeah. I, and then I hear the thing that I'm like oh he's right. <laughs> so did you ever like um, have that soccer the the crossover world with like basic channel rhythm and sound band ah, yeah, yeah. stuff like so, that? Uh, uh, basic channel like um, uh, uh, I realized him like I found him like uh, when I arrived to Berlin, but somehow I didn't came across for for a long time, but it instantly connected with me. Like more in the techno sphere, like uh, um, um, I, I used to listen attentively a lot. What Villalobos used to do in, in, in his yeah. early, early work and so and 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 uh, um, but but more is more experimental type. Like uh, yeah. like, uh, like like I mean, he's undeniable, uh, pretty for <laughs> sure, <laughs> I mean, yeah. incredible musician. And then and then uh, uh, yeah, I did the classic, but pretty, pretty fast. Like I started yeah, exploring. Yeah, people like DJ Sleep, like a yeah. weird producer. <laughs> Slip, like, Slips from Minneapolis. Ah, you know, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, uh, he's incredible. Really crazy production. His his records, it's <laughs> like, uh, you know, you're talking about earlier about appreciating like the roughness and the... Ah, Jesus. And there's so many things were like wrong or whatever. And it's like the tracks are based off of what sounds like him just unplugging cables and plugging yeah, them yeah, back yeah, into but, effects. Uh, and, this uh, track, what is his name? Uh, uh, Sometimes everything... Uh, It takes a while. Oh my yeah, God. I mean, that's like, you know, one of the all-time greatest minimalistic this is records. Ridiculous. Like, like this is ridiculous. And that track takes a while to get going, which is what it's great oh about man, it. This is know? amazing. Like this, uh, like this is the most quiet and, and loudest track I ever heard. Absolutely. And the history yeah. element. No, but you know, like also, I always have been attracted by this uh, type of... Um, um, How can I say this? Uncomfortable type of sound, you know, or nonchalant. Mm -hmm, yeah. Like I, I like when sound like, I, like it's weird when I say it to people. I like tracks and when they sound boring, but 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 not bored, but, but like more like if it's someone that is bored, you know, and there is marionette just dancing really without without purple, you know. Like, that's how I would describe it. Yeah, and, totally. And I love that. And and uh, and uh, and um, yeah, that's for the techno. Uh, but I have more, but like, but like, more, uh, my biggest influence came outside of the techno field. So yeah, there's a massive attack. Uh, no, there was um, I took some not because I have so much name actually. That, yeah, Biosphere, Biosphere, Arca, mm, of course, yeah. 
biosphere open me to the all the the ambient part where, where yeah. like like, like, like uh, substrata was one of the first album I listened and I was like wow I understood what is like the sub, like the subtle art of ambient and, and there is not just a bunch of reverb on the scene yeah, it's not just pressing one I, it, key for ten it's minutes. very hard to do good ambient and and uh, the arca. Arca is, uh, or she is incredible. I think it's now she. Um, insane sound design. I don't even like. I don't even agree with all of it. I'm not into the reggaeton direction, but I can appreciate like how batshit fucking crazy it is. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. Unlike anything else. It's, it's like, I mean, like, like she, like, like, like the album Mutants. The first time I hear it, I was like, this is one of the it's most wild, yeah. one of the most scary and beautiful thing I ever heard in my life. And, and, and I'm really like I was. I, I heard sound that I don't. I didn't even. It's just. It's just insanity, but put in in, in, in such a beautiful way. Absolutely, and, yeah. And and, 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 and there is a po very powerful. Um, uh, you, that's the thing that inspired me. Is like like when those type of music. Are, it's too powerful to be uh, to be ignored. You know. Absolutely, and, yeah. and, and I think to have the to have the courage as an artist to to, to go that far in your self expression without any restriction is, is, is just inspirational. Until the point now, you're doing album of reggaeton, and who cares? Like, I mean, this is yeah. pretty bad. She's just gonna do what she's gonna do, you know. Yeah. Like she did the self titled album Arca, which is yeah. kind of a new take on opera singing and stuff like that. When that first came out, like I gotta be honest, I listened to it. I fucking hated the album. I did not get it. I was like, "There's cool stuff to it, but it, it was like too sad and solemn." I, I didn't want anything to do with the opera world. Completely yeah. wrote it off. Came back to it like, uh, let's see, when did it come out? Came out uh, tw 2017. I probably came back to it around 2019, 2020. Listened to it again, and I'm like, actually, this is pretty genius. Like. Uh, you know, not many people are doing an orchestra album in this type no. of day and age, but also like it's just batshit fucking crazy production combined with it, like things yeah. that shouldn't happen. Stuff yeah. that I still don't really understand how it was made to this day. I'm like, no, okay, this album's badass. I, 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 I saw, I remember, like, I, 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 I used to watch her a live stream. She, she had a live. Oh, yeah. Did you watch it? Like, like yeah, but here's the, the problem is like it was more structuring things, like all the cool sound design stuff that I wanted to know. Uh, like she already has blocks made, but yeah. then like she would just like create a song on the fly. I'm like, well, that's cooler than yeah. anything I could ever do. But, but for, yeah, exactly. But for example, like sometimes she would just talk on the mic, yeah. put a bunch of crazy effects on it live, and make and, and yeah, like oh, and then she would start screaming, recording it, and then make a, make a bunch of strings yeah. out of it. And totally. Like, and it's just so so punk. Even the approach of hundred uh, percent. And but but it's, it's like this over. Ultra creativity, even in the way she built the live stream, it's just completely chaotic with like a glitch going everywhere, in, in the, and you can see the clothes uh, hanging in the back. And, like, totally, like, yeah. And, and I'm like, okay, like so, like we are, here we are, like we have someone that is arguably one of the most, uh, one of the most creative sound design. Uh, 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 Absolutely, know, one one of the artists, there, yeah. yeah, yeah. And despite using almost only a mic and and a, and a computer mouse, and you're like, what a great lesson! Absolutely, 100%, that's, that's, that's you know? a great lesson. Like with the shittiest speaker ever, and like, and 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 have I think she even have been nominated for Grammys or something. Some, oh yeah, yeah, that yeah. and like you know all the Kanye work and whatnot yeah, it's, and Bjork and yeah, like, totally and, 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 uh, all the cool uh, FKA twigs shit. Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. all Arco, you know. Yeah. Awesome, you know, it's like Sophie was in that boat yeah, until yeah, yeah. she passed, and like I could never personally get down on Sophie's tracks, but I would hear it. And I'm just like, 
this is fucking insane. Like, yeah. whatever I'm hearing, even if I don't like it, this is like beyond what else is going on right now. And uh, I couldn't even come close to this if I wanted to do something on that chaotic creative no, tip, no, but then, the thing is like, like even, even Arkady's stuff I'm listening and trying to understand what she do I'm like oh I could do that but just the fact of doing it first like, yeah like, 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 I mean like, the, like and I'm mentioning the courage you need to have because I know it as an artist there's so many stuff that I, that I want to do that I push so like oh, maybe it's not the right time and it is this and more and more I understand that the right time is often now, you know, and 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 uh, and, uh, and and seeing artists like that that just came out with a solo album, just so so genre deafening already, like and, and and so so out of the box and 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 just not stopping, you know. I'm like absolutely. I'm like that's that's, that's the lesson of like yeah, like that's that's yeah, that's the one in a million person, you know, like that. Uh, that that's for me what differs the artist and the designer. You don't design something like that because. By nature, it's it, exactly. It, 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 it doesn't really have a purpose or a use. No, you know? and, and, and and if you approach it as a designer, it's wrong. Exactly, yeah. and, and that's the genius of it. It's because it's because yes, of course, it's wrong, and that's because it has to be wrong. You know, it should be. Uh, there is no one that can tell better than her what her music should sound like. Because it's, 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 you can, it's so obvious, and that's why I respect her so much. It's like even if it's reggaeton or whatever, it's like it's just yeah, there is undeniable. There's no doubt you can. Nobody could come tell me like Arca should do it different. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, and the thing is with Arca, when you would watch some of these live streams and stuff like that, she would be like, oh, "I'm working on this song, and it already has a basis." And then she would stumble on a song, and she's like, "Oh, I think it's this now. This is how the song goes." Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. not afraid to just abandon everything. Yeah. And and go forward. There's no attachment know? whatsoever to a piece. It's just pure pure expression, and it's it's crazy. Absolutely. Um, that just reminded me though, because we were talking about all this experimentalism again and like albums, you know, like obviously on dance singles, it's harder to get away with experimentalism in the music. But as we talk about albums and sound design and stuff, uh, do you see like, for example, your works that are more experimental, would it make more sense if you're like, listen, I'm not going to do as many solo records, but maybe I'm going to commit to myself to like an album every two years or something, you know uh, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, absolutely. You know, the, some of the stuff I'm working on right now is, it's not experimental music, but more of an experimental palette. And I'm like, listen, if I put this on a 12 inch, I don't, I think it's going to fail. But if you do it as a collection of work, I think it might work. Yeah, so that's kind of where I'm going with it. But that, that, that's my, that, that, like I always wanted to be an album guy, but even I'm, I'm going to even take a take like as a, as a, as a I, I don't see myself touring for the next 10 years. Like, for, yeah. for, like maybe I will, but like because um, uh, like I, I choose techno, but like I can see already even my my, my real sound is is out, much outside of techno, and and I have already almost uh, many album prepared in the back that I that I don't put out now because 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 it, it, that's the stuff I want people to remember me of you know and yeah you gotta let it marinate and do it yeah, when it's right and, and 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 that's where i found like also um, a complementary in what i'm trying to build with my dj set now is like i'm trying first to make people understand what kind of aesthetic i'm i'm i'm, I'm, I'm trying to express you gotta build slowly yeah. bring people into it and, and and also because i found like some of the music i made some of the best music i ever made but like but like uh, i'm not mature enough to present it in the right time in the correct Place. Yeah, you're still developing it. Exactly. Same, and, and, same and, with some of my stuff. You know? And so, like, uh, uh, I know I will get there, to there, you know, like, like, uh, and I know I will gladly evolve and not only to techno. You know, I never consider myself only a techno guy, you know, but 
he will evolve a lot. But uh, uh, but I want but also because I, I I attach a lot of importance to this music, it, I, I have to make a certain work first to 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 surprise people, but not uh, uh, scare them, you know. And so I gradually that's why I don't really so much. It's like I gradually try to make an evolution in my sound. And if I had uh, that, that you could notice, notice, for example, like in in three record, but like if I would have put have ten record already, maybe it would have been less perceived, you know. Yeah. And I would have an etiquette, and I'm very scared of that. Yeah, like I, 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 I really am super scared of a, a specific style to be forever associated with. You know, of like, course. Yeah. So and that's why now I'm glad that people understand that I'm, I'm glad with the experimental <laughs> like uh, touch because it, that that means less less uh, less bounds, you know, and, and and like and I have a few projects in mind like uh, um, more orchestra stuff for, for the future that I'm preparing and uh, an album that that I that I'm working on. But it might take a few years, you know. But that's that's my personal personal goals, you know. It's of like course. like a, one album every two years or so. Like I don't know, I don't calculate it, but like it has to be. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you yeah. can't really force yourself into that structure, but just no. like maybe ideally, you're like this is my new period of work. Yeah, like a yeah, painter yeah. presents a new show or yeah, something, yeah. you know. But but yeah, that's that's my my uh, my lifelong projects, you know. But uh, let's totally. See. Well, man, it's been a really good chat. Yes. I think we should get out of here yeah. <laughs> two and a half hours later. Thanks for coming on. I had a blast. I hope you had a good time. Yes. All right. Thank you got you anything you want to say last minute or no? Don't fear. Fucking dare. <laughs> there you go. Go for it. <laughs> Ciao. All right. Have a good one. Ciao.